0: I'm calling because I think it just might be possible my dad, Ronnie, is the greasy strangler. Now you probably think I'm the greasy strangler. I never said that. Tell you a secret
1: I am the greasy strangler. Hey, I call bullshit on that. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to episode 37 of Schlock or Not, where we travel to the edge of the cinematic universe to watch and discuss all types of movies, including independent, I'm doing air quotes here, I don't know, you probably can't see us Steve. I can't. Uh, horror comedies featuring excessive nudity and relentless absurdity. Special dong alert, we will talk about abundant, greasy male genitalia. Uh, you have been advised. You can check out Steve52.com for previous episodes and links to support the podcast. I'm Big Doc. I'm here with Skinny Steve. Oh. And now, onto the show. I was like
2: 99% sure you were going to call me your bullshit artist, Steve. (laughs) I was really sure of
1: that. There'll be plenty of time to talk about bullshit artists. Okay, cool. Uh, We were talking about 2016's The Greasy Strangler. Now, before we get any further into this episode, um, pronounce the title of the movie. I have to hear it again. The Greasy Strangler? Okay, okay. I'm glad you said that. Um, There's been a... um, Uh, A heavy debate around the house this entire week. You said the greasy strangler, correct? Correct. Now tell me to take it easy. Take it easy. Okay. So now why won't you say
2: the word greasy? Yeah, I've heard it pronounced that too. um, But for some reason, that's my go-to would be
1: greasy. So I don't know. Is that wrong? Okay. I'm not saying it's right or wrong, Steve. Hmm, Okay. But you don't tell me to take it easy. Maybe I should though. Maybe I'm saying that wrong. (laughs) Is it possible? (laughs) Because my wife always tells me when I say the word greasy that I'm wrong, and then I say, "Well, I say also take it easy, or we're going to take a walk down Easy Street." Not easy.
2: Is that so? Like growing up in in uh, Tennessee, would you say like that's a greasy greasy pan or the greasy hot dog or something? That's a greasy sausage. Really, so it wouldn't
1: be greasy. No, greasy. Hmm, Weird. Okay, good one. So something to think about. All right. Uh, this movie is unrated. Uh, available to stream on Amazon Prime, which is where I watch it. You can buy it on Amazon for $21.49, and that's the Blu-ray edition. Um, produced by Elijah Wood and his company Spectre Vision. You ever heard of them? No, but when I looked at the end, I even wrote down on my
2: post-show notes, like, I just put Elijah Wood with a question mark. Like, wow, I, I'll, I all of a sudden think he's cool. Like just because of that,
1: I've know? always thought he's cool, man.
2: Really, I didn't, I didn't know enough about him to think either way. But
1: when I saw his name, I was like, "Well, he is now on my list of cool dudes." Oh, dude, he uh, his company, Spectre Vision. They um they kind of produce and distribute um, little genre films. You ever seen Cooties? Uh huh. It's a really good one. Uh, kids go crazy on a schoolyard and attack the adults. Yeah, it sounds good to me. He did a, I think it's an Iranian horror movie called "A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night." That's yeah. a pretty cool one. Have you seen them, both of them? I haven't seen that one, the, uh, A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. Uh, but I've had numerous people tell me I should watch it, and it's on my uh, Netflix queue, but Cooties is really funny.
2: Is it streaming? One of those streaming? Um, I don't believe Cooties is. Disc? Okay. Oh, well, I definitely want to see some more stuff he's produced, if this is the type of thing Dude, he, he's willing he did,
1: uh, to uh, do. He played the, um, the uh, main role, or the uh, title role, in uh, the remake of Maniac, which was all point of view. So the entire movie is seen through Elijah Woods' eyes. Like, kind of, what was that movie
2: that we just watched that had that too? Right? Didn't we just see one in an action flick? I think you told me about it. It was, uh, it was one I didn't see. Hardcore History. Yeah, it's with yeah, Charlto Char, Copley, I think. Which, and you know, I thought it was going to mess me up watching that, uh, just the, like uh, mess with your head a little bit. And some people said it did. But once I kind of forgot about it, once I got like 10 or 20 minutes in, it didn't bother me to watch it that yeah, way.
1: Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't yeah. mess with me you that bad. But
2: I'm, I'm just cool that, that he's down to put that type of effort and money into uh, things like this, makes me definitely want to check some more of them out.
1: Oh, man. Yeah. Total genre hero. That's great. Um, directed by Jim Hosking, I believe this was his. He had done a, a segment in the ABCs of Death 2 called G is for Granddad. That's what I saw. Uh, he's done some short movies and whatnot. Um, in an interview, he related that he and Toby Har- Harvard, the uh, the co-writer of this movie, wrote it. Um, and They were just trying to make each other laugh. Yeah, I could see that. They, they had no idea that it would ever be released into the wild, per se. Um, but that's totally badass
2: yeah the, and the dialogue, something that makes you happy right exactly and the dialogue and this was stellar dude i mean we can't this is another tough one for me because every everything on on screen could have been a sound clip that would have been good for the show so i had to really you know pick and choose what to play uh but it, it,
1: the dialogue was amazing it was great it's just surreal it's yeah. uh, it's absurd it's odd um I believe I read on a website, James Franco, there's some website where James Franco has a discussion with himself uh, back and forth, and he said, it's like, this movie is like Napoleon Dynamite, if it hadn't been written by Mormons, it's crazy. (laughs) with more uh, sex than you needed.
2: That will not be the uh, last Napoleon Dynamite reference you get during today's show. I
1: thought the same thing as soon as I was watching it, but he was able to say it far more succinctly than I did. That's cool, man. Um, this movie stars Michael St. Michael's, which sounds like a porno name, yep. uh, as Big Ronnie. Um, a lot of fans would know him probably from his uh, his role in The Video Dead, which I've seen and I don't remember seeing him in. I've never seen him before. First I've friend. seen it recently and I don't remember. Uh, of course, that was, what, 84, 87, something like that, so it's been a couple years. Um, he was also in a movie called Ninja Academy. Now that sounds like something I'd be into. Yep, absolutely, and different strokes. That's something I've always been into, yeah. Uh, But I I think I would just like to sit and chat with him for a minute (laughs) about his career because it's so varied and strange. And just how – you have to be a a special kind of confident and brave to make a movie like this. Yes. Because there's a lot of stuff in here that would make me infinitely uncomfortable. I agree. So um, he's 73 years old, by the way
2: yeah, that's probably what if you'd asked me to guess, I'd have probably said late 60s to
1: 70. And fun fact, Steve, he was previously a hairdresser. Well, I love him. He's great. <laughs> <laughs> that's where he, he kind of started getting them to meet people is he was a Hollywood um, jet setting hair hairdresser. Oh, no kidding. So, so he
2: had yeah. some like industry uh, industry ends. Yep. That's His cool. voice
1: is uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit, too. Yep, His I voice. I got some stuff on that, too. Uh, So Sky Elibar, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. I don't want to screw that up. He stars uh, as Big Braden. So we have Big Ronnie as the dad, Big Braden as the son. Um, He's been on some shows like uh, My Name is Earl. Do you remember him from that? I don't. This is the first time I remember seeing him in anything. Uh, he was on the Kroll Show, a new show on Netflix called Lady Dynamite, and he does one called a uh, A Son of Zorn, and I I had that in my queue on Hulu, and I think I've seen a couple of episodes, and I want to like it more than I actually do. What's that? That sounds like a like that's a, where, um, the one where that cartoon animated barbarian like Thundar yeah is in live action,
0: yeah, and he's like trying like, to trying like to come like. back
1: and make a relationship with his son and and whatnot. I'm gonna write that Son of Zorn. I'm gonna jot that down.
2: Yeah, that sounds like something I'd watch.
1: I want to like it more, man. I really do, but it's just, I don't know. I'll revisit. Uh, fun fact he was uh, the stunt double for Rain Wilson on the movie The Rocker. Weird. <laughs> as soon as I read that, I was like, of course he was. That's great. That's funny. Same body type, right? Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, Elizabeth Derazzo plays
2: Janet. She was the only actor in the film that I was familiar with. And you probably knew her from Eastbound and Down. Yes, yeah, she was Stevie Little's, uh, and she was excellent in this. She was excellent in this, and she was also excellent in Eastbound and Down. I thought, I think she's like uh, really intriguing and a great
1: actress. After having seen her um, in this role, and then seeing her, having seen pictures of her on IMDb and other other sites, uh, she's a chameleon, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I recognized her right away, though I knew who she was.
2: Um, but dude, she just does some some of the most outrageous. Weird stuff that um,
1: I just—I'm I, really intrigued by her. I just think she's super cool to do the stuff she does. Standing ovation to her, man! Because if just imagine how many women may have read that role and said, "There's no way I'm doing right, that. right? Yep. None whatsoever." Because there's there there's a lot of really unsexy sex and nudity in this movie.
2: Well, there's there, everything's unflattering on purpose, and you yes. have to really be down to put yourself in that position and and be willing to say. People might make fun of me or people might people might be grossed out or whatever, but it's it's what the movie's all about. It's done on purpose.
1: And just so you know, online, too, it's, it's 50-50, man. People really love this movie or they really hate it. And I think um, I'm just going to start asking people the question, do you like the Greasy Strangler? And if they don't, we can't be friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I was
2: super excited to watch this one because I'd only seen clips from it. So I was really pumped to get this one out of the way. Do you
1: realize this is the second flick pick of mine that has become – a show we've talked about. Oh, cool! No,
2: oh, that,
1: that makes, makes me happy. happy. We need to keep. Yeah, we need to keep better track of those. That's cool. Cool. All right. Fake sponsored Up. Anything else? Uh, yeah. Fake sponsor. Go for it. Um, the Greasy Strangler Car Wash, uh, scrubbing those murderous undercarriages clean since 2016. Dude, I hate you, man. I'm gonna start doing mine first, <laughs> so that people don't think we're
2: we're copying <laughs> each other, man. <laughs> All right. I'll give you mine. It's oh, redundant. Oh big yeah big paul's car wash when you need to make that undercarriage shine
1: <laughs> no yep dude
2: <laughs> and you know i went i went way out of my way to to do something i thought you wouldn't do because i thought for sure you were going with like a bullshit artist uh joke on that yeah try i really went i really went deep for that one man and we still matched somehow that's craziness <laughs> man <laughs> it's good oh yeah
1: right. you know spoiler warning yeah let's go for it Oh Oh,
0: Spoiler lights. Oh little come
2: I added that in the end as a uh, tribute to the greasy strangler.
1: <laughs> uh, so this uh, Okay. This movie to me is taken the most mundane and normal and painfully average. And putting it into a cartoon-level live-action setting. Right. Am I, can I, am I even close to doing this one?
2: No, you know, I agree, and I had a kind of a, a way to describe it. Like you said, you're saying a live-action cartoon. Do you remember when they made the tick into a live-action? Yes, and I never that, saw it, but it I do had, remember. It did have a feel of still a
1: cartoon done, done live-action, and I agree. I think that this has that same feel. This world is Napoleon Dynamite and Bugs Bunny and... I mean, it's hard to describe.
2: Okay? This, is, this is definitely different from what most of the stuff anybody, me and you have seen. This is different.
1: Right. So um, it starts off with an establish, establishing shot of like a Big Ronnie and Big Braden's house, their father and son. Um, why the honorifics before their name as well? Do you, do you ever figure out why they had those in there? Nope, not at all. Why wasn't it just Ronnie and Braden, but it was Big Ronnie and
2: Big Braden? But they did and it to big, everybody. Ronnie isn't that big. They did it to everyone, though, because the car wash guy was Big Paul, and the guy at the restaurant was Big Somebody. So I thought maybe it was more like a, a term of endearment. Uh, uh, why not using. Big
1: Oinker or Big <laughs> Ricky <true>. Prickles? <laughs> it was, what a great name, dude. Yeah. So, But these guys, Ronnie and, and Braden are painfully average people. Um, and in, just so everybody knows too, there's going to, there's going to be a time when you're listening to this maybe, and you're thinking we're talking about the same thing or you, you hit rewind or fast forward by mistake. This movie is literally the same three to four set pieces over and over and over again with differing results. Sometimes the the same costumes they're wearing or, uh, the same
2: dress, the same wardrobe, the same everything.
1: Right. I mean, Braden will wake up Ronnie several times in different types of banana hammocks or right. s- plum smugglers. They're different colors, or but it's uh, we'll we'll get through. This. Well, it's like this: if they're
2: um, if they're at home, they're wearing underwear and nothing else. If they're at work, they're wearing that peak outfit, and if they're going out, they're wearing the disco outfit. And that's that's what they wear depending on where the the
1: location, depending on the shot, right? Right, correct. Um, so Braden wakes up Ronnie, who every time he wakes up, he looks like <laughs> yeah, just busted. <laughs> he looks it. like. He looks like he has been out partying and drinking all freaking night. Um, but they have a back and forth, which, as soon as I heard this first back and forth, uh, reminded me a lot of Napoleon, right. uh, N- Napoleon Dynamite-type dialogue. Yes, that is true. And uh, I, Lynn didn't watch this with me.
2: She wouldn't watch this with me, I should say. I did give her the option. Uh, but I did notice when she would walk through the room when I was watching it, she would stop and smile a lot. Like, she she'd stare at the screen and kind of like nod (laughs) and smile and uh when i was doing my rewatch she walked through during this opening dialogue and she asked me she said is this by the same is this by the napoleon dynamite people she said that by watching this for like 10 seconds maybe less than 10 seconds
0: yeah
2: oh i had a piece of the intro music too did you want that before we get too much in there because the music really sets the tone of the movie yep all right Uh
1: i glad you talked about that because the uh, it's oddly Humbleboy, am I right? It, dude, it <laughs> totally <laughs> sticks with you. Totally. It, it's, it has that late 80s, early 90s. Um, it's composed by a guy by the name of Andrew Hung, who he's um, – which I thought was appropriate for the movie, too. Andrew Hung. No? Pretty good. Pretty good. Yep. So he's uh, part of a duo known as the Fuck Buttons. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> right? <laughs> So I actually pulled up some of their tracks, man, and they're really good. Oh yeah, yeah! You sent me one <laughs> of them. I'm a huge them. fan. Yeah, I liked it too. Yeah,
2: it's got that so. that
1: weird like almost Casio keyboardy sound, right? Yep, it's electronic. Really cool. uh, I do synth stuff. I, I've said that word far more than I should have on the
2: show. <laughs> but, they're, but it's good. The guys are cool because they're they're everyday guys, right? They're out of shape. Their hair is thinning. And it doesn't look well. They're they're dirty. They're hairy. They got bad eyebrows. like everything, makeup is never good. Yeah, and I'll got, talk about like when, when Braden goes out with Janet yeah. later. He's got the blotchy skin, right? <laughs> it's like, yeah. Oh, it's zits. Yeah. And you know what's funny, though? When I watched this, uh, I even wrote down on my notes. I said, if for some reason – Uh, me and you were, like, single and became roommates, I think over time we may end up looking like these two guys, unfortunately.
1: (laughs) I I thought as soon as I saw them on their disco tour, uh, that should be our cosplay for the Sin City (laughs) Horror Festival this year. Like, for some reason, these two characters... like,
2: I, we mirror these guys in some ways for some reason, and it's funny <laughs> to me that that's, a, that that's a thing, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's perfect, man. Like, the cool back-and-forths, right? Like, they can go from, like, <laughs> arguing like they hate I, each I other to, like, yeah, you know... I'm doing
1: air quotes, the cool back-and-forth. Right, right, the cool. <laughs> it's really like, uh, this coffee needs more grease in it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so weird, man. That stuff's bad for you, Dad. But that's what I like. You know, but who we, puts...
2: Grease in their cup. We can totally disagree on a subject on a movie and just like be at each other's throats trying to change each other's mind, and then two seconds later be laughing because we're the only people in the world that found something enjoyable.
1: You know? <laughs> they have the same type of relationship. You know you what's know, cool though, man, is like having done this show now, we can see that there are more people in the world who feel the same way <laughs> as we do. It's nice. I do like that. <laughs> so, um, Ronnie's voice, man, I, you sent me the clip where he says, uh, we'll talk about it later. I'm sure you have it, Cat. Yes. His voice is just like rich mahogany and old spice. It's just aged and smoky. It is great. Oh, my goodness. So I
2: have clips of both their voices, which I'm going to play a little bit later when it's appropriate. But I'm going to give you two actors that I think these guys, if you close your eyes, sound exactly like. Um, can I give them to you now? and Just so Go. that when I play it. Okay. I think that uh, Big Braden, so is the younger guy, mm-hmm. who I assume you will be in our cosplay experience, right? Yes. Okay. Good. Because I'm older and, and skinny, right? Is that the is that the reason? Is that just to make <laughs> so sure? So that,
1: that would mean I'm younger and fatter. So, yes. <laughs> okay.
2: Oh. Um, I think he sounds exactly like John Malkovich if you close your eyes and listen to him. His voice okay. is almost dead I'm be on. Okay. about dude. that. Okay. Do that. And the dad, who is a great voice as well, uh, Big Ronnie. You know who Thomas Hayden Church is. Absolutely. I think he sounds exactly like Thomas Hayden Church. Even his delivery is is really similar. And it took me a while cuz I kept thinking, dude, these guys sound like I know this voice. So I actually did what I'm telling you. I leaned back and I closed my eyes and watched, you know, uh, listened to a a good chunk of the movie before they both hit me and I went and pulled some samples and it was dead on, man. Okay, I'm going to try that. Okay. So,
1: they had their little um it's a discussion about nothing at all. Yes. It's just introducing except, the character. Except he says, I bet you think I'm the greasy strangler, don't you? And he's like, no, I don't. Right. He's like, well, I am. And he says, I think that was the first bullshit artist we get. But then it cuts to where they're both wearing pink turtlenecks and pink and white splotchy shorts that come up well above their knee. I'm going to assume that Ronnie is not a boxers guy because his unit would have been hanging out of <laughs> yeah, the bottom.
2: They also were wearing um, knee-high cream-colored socks and cream-colored um, dress
1: shoes. So let's make sure we get that in our in our yes. uh, in our in well, our. Um, hey, and you know what? Yours. I've already got glasses anyway. So I mean, me playing big big Braden. No, I just you, have to you, go. find You got to get
2: those busted like Sally Jesse Raphael type glasses, man. You can't
1: wear your normal cool glasses
2: on, on this. You got to go all out, dude. You got to have
1: glasses that like each each lens is the size of a
2: uh, saucer. Yeah, those big square plastic frames. You got to get those. Ugh. Okay. And you know what I'll do? I'm gonna get an Albert Einstein wig and paste on some like white eyebrows. So I'll get the full, <laughs> the full Ronnie experience as well.
1: <laughs> oh God, it's gonna be great! You're gonna yeah. have to shave
2: your beard though. Oh yeah, no, I'm gonna shave it soon anyway. No problem. Everybody thanks you for that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Lynn <laughs> included, yeah, my wife included. Well, dude, your mustache is like it's like a uh, food filter. It's How do you, I, Horrible, dude. It's, it's like crazy. a life saving, like those um. Survivalist straws, that's your your mustache. You can put anything through it and it'll take out all the harmful toxins and debris.
2: Or I'm ingesting the harmful toxins that were already in the mustache that I've just (laughs) put the. You're going around like a filter and collecting it all, and then every time you eat, you're just shoving it down your mouth. Two things, man. I'm going to take a picture, maybe I'll put it on Slack for the Patreons today. If I eat yogurt or if I try to drink my uh, protein shake after a workout, it is. Yeah, I'll take a picture and put it up there, dude. It's such you a So you your protein shake
1: after your workout, which yeah. consists of a walk around the neighborhood? <laughs>
2: yeah, man, I, I like to throw in a few push-ups and uh, so those, some crunchies. Come on, bro. You walk
1: around the neighborhood like an old man.
2: Push-ups and crunchies included. There's some. There's <laughs> a
1: little uh, muscle muscle work going on. <laughs> bro, are you doing your push-ups backwards because your chest is <laughs> really concave? It's going in and my back's going out. <laughs> doing a reverse. Yeah. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> what a jerk. I want to see a picture of you. I want to see a small video of you trying to eat yogurt. You're like have one hand holding up your mustache. My br- the brush of a mustache. <laughs> yeah, well Dave saw it
2: too and was like, I don't even know how you can live like that, man. It's it's stupid. <laughs> you know? If I try to drink out of a bottle of water, it literally runs down both sides of my lips into my chin just because I can't get it into the mouth area. <laughs> it's so bad.
1: Dude, if, this, if my stash starts literally touching my lips, I have to trim it away. It's so uh, – it's such a, a mess. It to sucks, get it man. On. Yeah. So anyway, they're wearing these clothes, and they do a walking disco tour. Because <laughs> why not? And I took that
2: as being complete um, – like they're not even showing real spots. This is just them hustling money, right?
1: Well, they have to be. It's got to be. They take them like a shitty dive – apartment and they'll point to the group of people there's no more than three or four normally in these groups and they'll say this is uh this area here is where the bgs came up with night fever right right they'll stop at like a dollar store and
2: say this is where cool and the gang bought their you know hat Kool for the video for or something. The <laughs> right They're just some
1: random you know cvs pharmacy and here we are at the see C- yeah right <laughs> can i just say though i would rather hit this type of tour than say like a a Star's Homes tour in Hollywood. Totally, <laughs> a, dude. more entertaining to Totally. Just to hear these guys make some shit up.
2: Just the outfit alone, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's good. And they were very confrontational with their customers, too.
2: <laughs> yeah, in this scene that one of the guys uh, said he thought he, what, he was getting a free drink with the tour free, or something.
1: Fr- free drinks.
2: Yeah, and that dude, he just... Just <laughs> blasts him out with profanity, and
1: <laughs>
2: it kind of set a really good tone too, because you can see that um, that these dudes are you know, he, big. Ronnie's very confrontational; he's very um, aggressive, right? It really sets up both of the
1: characters uh, right real quick in the movie. I thought, and the one dude like gets the other two guys to start screaming, "Free drinks!" <laughs> right? right. <laughs> yeah, and it was funny. I, I was gonna change
2: anything. <laughs> it, it was funny, but I thought that like the uh, I thought it went a little long on the. On the back and forth that happens a few times that's probably my my biggest gripe was a few of them went on a little long like filler you know uh but you know what that ass shot went on even longer <laughs> once he moons <laughs> that guy, like after they're yelling at each other about free drinks big ronnie finally gets fed up and was like you know what screw you guys turns around and drops his pants and uh yeah you get a long shot of that dude's butt first
1: man. off the, the indian guy says we believe in the power of free drinks. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> which is just so stupid. And Ronnie literally calls them all cunts. Uh-huh. And he pulls his pants down and those cheeks are aged like antique furniture, man. They have blemishes telling a story. I, I mean think, I think mine look worse oh. now.
2: And I'm only 42. <laughs> I think I, I think he's got me beat. <laughs> Did you do a comparison?
1: Did you like pull it up on your phone and like go in your back? No, and you no. Shoulder? I n- I never look in the mirror, man. <laughs> I I avoid. A couple it. <laughs> of times, a couple of times, you know how I sent you the uh, the the gathering of the juggalos video, and yeah. I sent you that video for one reason only. Um because in the video the the man Keeney guy pulls his pants down and he's got stuff in his cracks when he yeah. pulls his pants down. Um I thought a couple times when Ronnie would do that, he had some debris in there, <laughs> man. There was there was something you, back in are there. Are you thinking accidental debris or uh movie movie prop. <laughs> movie prop debris? <laughs> Oh, it was funny you when take you a polaroid of that. Make sure for continuity, it's in there. Next <laughs> <time>. <laughs> we, need a, we need a we need an ass crumb guy on
2: set at all times. So. <laughs> the um, that juggle video sent me when I pulled it up, I'm like, what the hell is he sending me? And I saw it was like 30 minutes long. I'm like, well, that's going to be uh, you know, I'll watch about 30 seconds of this. Nope, I ended up watching the whole damn thing, bro. <laughs> so it was actually pretty in- entertaining, man.
1: I like it. I just happened to be on uh, YouTube one day, and that came up, and. Uh... <laughs> I don't know why I watched it either. Yeah, I liked it's like it. A yeah. con- like you can't walk. You can't stop watching it. Yeah. So thanks for that. Yeah. You're welcome. Um, but Janet, who's on the walking tour with all the people too, I, I started noticing immediately that she wasn't wasn't kind of getting in group, getting involved with the group. Right? She wasn't like. Uh, talking about free drinks, so there was something different with her in this group. But she actually has a conversation with Braden, and they kind of hit it off a little bit.
2: Right. She was smiling in the back of the group and kind of giving them the eyes, and you could tell that you know she was going to stick around.
1: I did love the fact it shows that there's a lot of comedy intelligence per se in here because as Braden and Janet started talking, you would see the camera kind of become more intimate with them. And then all of a sudden it would shoot wide. He, I need some help with my pants. <laughs> you know, that's right. Yeah, that's, help your dad with his pants. It would like they're talking, getting close. The camera gets closer, and then it pans out, and Ronnie is three feet away from him with his pants still around.
2: Right, right. You kind of forget that he had done that, and uh, and they, you're exactly right. They focus on those two kind of having a flirtatious conversation, and then when they pan out, yeah, Dad's still there with his draws down and and ass hanging out through the whole thing, and Hell it was dad funny, with dude. Yeah, it was a good, it was a really good scene.
1: Dude, it's just crude, obtuse humor that not a lot of people are going to appreciate at all. Yeah. And I don't know why. It's just this is something different. If you're, you're looking for highbrow, this isn't your, your thing, man. No. Just, just move along. Now there was some very smart writing in it, like real colorful uh,
2: phrases for sure. Uh, but, yeah, this is – right away, if – Here's a big surprise. It's full of fart jokes and wiener jokes. Oh, I wonder if me and Doc are gonna like it, right? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if Gene'll like this movie. Duh. <laughs> Do you have a friend you know will not like it? Dave would not like it. Sledge would hate it, dude. Yeah, he would hate yeah, it. Yeah, Sledge, Sledge would totally would not, not like, like this it. movie. Yeah, but Tonry loved it. Gene would love it. You know, like you said, it's it's like a fifty-fifty. It's there's no middle ground on this movie. I don't think
1: Aaron's gonna enjoy the show. Love of, it, guaranteed. Yes. Guaranteed. Then. So i think There's sean will like it those too movies that i would play at my birthday party just to yes because my brother would totally
2: be uncomfortable <laughs> this would be a perfect uh birthday party movie and, and i think sean in the uh in the slack i think sean's coming around and i think he, he i think he's gonna enjoy it if he checks this one oh out.
1: Yeah. yeah dude
2: those deals
1: he got for a dollar i know kidding craziness entire sleep can camp box set lucky duck man. i know anyway um then we're back at home again, and we're back in the mundane route. I think it's on purpose, too, man. They're just showing these guys are, this is their life. There's yeah. nothing uh, nothing spectacular about it. So that way, when the Greasy Strangler shows up later, um, wow, that's something special. Very special. <laughs> the the main theme, you, you gave us a clip of the main intro. Do you have the main theme of the movie? Uh, I think I do. Let me, this one hit. Wait, no, that's not it. Here. He's
2: Is that it? No, no, that's not it. Let me see if I can find it. I can't get it to stop playing in my head, so I can hum it for you if you oh, want no, no, to. Yeah. Is it um That's it? Yep, yeah, that's it. So anything, um That's also the kill music. That's what they play when he's when he's in
1: the greasy strangler uh, garb and and killing people, right? I'm going to start humming that when I do just like everyday accomplishments. <laughs> like washing the dishes. I'm, comb- I'm combing my mustache <laughs> hair or like doing the dishes. <laughs> I durn successfully durn turn, durn turn durn on durn the TV. Durn. Durn. <laughs> <laughs> back> <laughs> back> yeah. yeah.
2: It's that simple. It's sometimes it's just that simple thing, man. It sticks in your head. It's an ear. It's an ear bug, an ear wig, you know? Yep. It's in
1: there. It's like herpes. I enjoyed it. Not <laughs> I would not like herpes, but I'd enjoy the music. In this movie. <laughs> Um, I knew you were gonna have an issue with the way Braden was frying that sausage, though.
2: Yeah, now nah, you know that was okay because it was in the pan.
1: Like that one did. That one was so completely, bad. But he's completely—he has on nothing but a pair of tight underwear, frying sausage.
2: Yeah, I would never put my wiener that close to an, a live stove to an on stove, dude. No way. He's no way, dude. That, that is not safe for cooking. First, I don't cook anyway. But if I did cook, <laughs> nah,
1: bro, no way. But then he informs—he he informs his dad that he has a date with Janet. And that's when I think I, I really started to notice that bullshit artist was um, something we were going to hear a lot about. Yeah, and this is the first bullshit artist. In the uh, beginning, he says, I call bullshit on
2: that. And this is when they start back and forthing it. And, of course, I had to cut that so we can use that forever. But here's Ronnie.
1: Bullshit artist!
2: There he is. Hey, think of that Thomas Hayden Church dude.
1: Bullshit artist!
2: Yeah. Yeah? yeah. Yep, and I can Br- hear it. Here's Brayden.
1: Bullshit artist!
2: Get a little Malkovich <laughs> yeah. out of that. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Not really. bad, right? <laughs> anyway, so uh, Ronnie's a very emotional fella, okay? So now that he finds out that braden has got a date with Janet, he's kind of jealous. A little jelly, right? A little jelly. And so when Braden brings out his sausages, he starts complaining that they're not greasy enough. <laughs> and they are the slimiest, greasiest sausages Dude, you've ever they're seen. they're <laughs> so <greasy. laughs> They're so bad. <laughs> but I'm starting to think, like, has nothing to do with the grease. The grease is a, is a symptom of something far more intellectual and emotional going on in his life. Right, yeah,
2: the grease, had not, the grease is a, uh, has not, really nothing to do with anything other than it's the prop that they use
1: to, to have fun with, right? Yes. Yeah. They, they look gross, too, those sausages. <laughs> yep. So then it cuts from that back and forth that he was mad now that uh, Braden's got a date with Janet and his sausages weren't greasy enough. We cut to – I know you probably didn't like this, but it's the the tour group, and they're trying to get refreshments and, and um, food from a vending machine, and they're having some issues. Um, and we learned two important things from this scene, okay? That salty chip dust reside, resides in the ridges, and chips are made from Porto. Yeah, Porto. And I, I did like the scene up until a certain point. It did fall off – fall it, flatter for me, you know? Do you think they're trying to like make it to where it's unfunny and then funny again by doing it over and over repetitively? Because they did it so many times during the movie, I, I was almost thinking of just filler at a certain point. You know, you're probably right, but I, I did. I think it worked for me because it was funny, not funny, and then funny again. <laughs> hey, so Lynn
2: laughed at this too. She was in the room when this part went on. She was in the kitchen and she kind of like looked over because I had the volume on and she was laughing. She thought it was real funny. And get mm-hmm. this, dude. When I looked up there to like to laugh and nod at her, she was frying bologna on a pan.
1: Oh, <laughs> yeah. And they, they Life took that. Art there. Well, I,
2: you know what I think? I think she saw that dude making sausages in the previous scene. And then I think that she, <laughs> oh, I'm going to fry some bologna because they took Great that to the idea. park and that's where they're at right now.
1: <laughs> it's <laughs> probably been bologna.
2: 25 years since I've fried a piece of bologna. Ah, <laughs> uh, dude. Linzalt, man. She'll take yeah. a piece of a can of Spam and fry that thing up and eat it like nothing, dude. Just throw it down. That I can do. Vienna sausages, you eat that too? No, hell no. Oh, dude, I haven't had those, those since I was a
1: kid. I, yeah.
2: I've tried to eat them. They're terrible. Sardines? Nope. Yep, she'll just take some sardines out of a can, put them on a frying pan They're and eat
1: them. are in this temple of a body.
2: <laughs> you don't ruin that temple.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's what I also noticed, though, that the casting agent for this movie did a terrific do- job because all of these characters have really, really interesting faces, man. Yes. They have great looks about them
2: absolutely correct yes yep very unique and uh you know how i love that type of casting and i I agree i
1: thought it was genius yep so um i guess that's when ronnie as the greasy strangler now creeps up on these dudes and then you get something else that's a a lot uh a lot more special than what you're going to see in most typical movies what's that he punches a dude in the face and
2: deflates it like right yes oh that was so great man and to set that up too, ronnie as the greasy strangler is ronnie naked with a huge uncircumcised dong covered in grease yep
1: so it was probably like some sort of like neoprene suit with yes all over yeah you could tell it it was really weird yeah
2: you could tell it was a suit um and the extended laughter on the potato joke like i said kind of made me like frown a bit
1: but uh that punched face that frown turned upside down, bro. Like, instantly. He, so he takes the first guy, like, smashes his head through the vending machine. You're like, okay. He punches that dude right in his grill, and it, like, caves in. Like, like you know those voigt kickballs you would kick
2: when you were a kid? You know, like, they're yes. super rubbery? It was like a Voight kickball, and he just sunk his fist into the dude's face. It was so great. It was, it was cartoony. Again, right? Like you were saying?
1: Yes. It was great. Really good. Then the third fella... He begs for his life and you probably didn't get a cut of this either. I don't even know if you realize how genius it was. No, no, I I did. He was oh, I didn't get a cut, but I, I really liked the scene. He's begging for his life. He's he's I beg of you, don't kill me. He offers him shareholder status in his business. Yep. Um he then explains that he has a hotel or he has a girl in his hotel room. Um, he couldn't get aroused and his testicles got sucked up in his a- abdomen, which he thought was really unusual. He even asked Ronnie, do you think that's normal? Like he's asking for advice <laughs> while he's getting killed.
2: <laughs> and in the background of this whole thing, you're getting that. Like the whole time that's playing in the background. I don't
1: background. Even know what that noise is. <laughs> what, what instrument it was. No, well, no, the noise he's making there's a greasy strangler. It's like he's he's honking and he's snorting and he's... Yeah, it was good. It definitely, it, it,
2: it roped me in at this point between the dialogue, the the crazy characters, the outfits. Like, I was at this point, big smile, completely roped in, you know?
1: <laughs> my testicles got sucked up into my head.
2: <laughs> he was, um... He was using him for ther- quick therapy on his deathbed.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then
2: while they strangle him, he's like, is this it? Is this the end? Am I dying now? And how cool is that actor, man? How cool is Michael St. Michael's to, to just to just walk around like that, man? <laughs> I mean, dude, really. How? It, it, it's just great, man. That guy is awesome.
1: Oh, dude. I, I,
2: I couldn't make this movie because I couldn't ask anybody to do that. Oh, man, yeah, it's. This movie is gonzo, man. It
1: is out there. So the very next shot, um, because after Ronnie kills as the Greasy Strangler, it's going to be hard to clean that up. So what would you do to handle that situation? Uh, Me personally, I would walk through a car wash. Yeah. Is that what he did? Seems like. (laughs) Right. It's good. I'm right there with him. So you have the brushes slapping against his body. And then he would go into the, the drying off phase with the large fans and his Junk is just blown around like a windsock. Yeah, he's completely
2: naked at this point. There's no suit on. It's, it's just a naked dude with a. It's just that
1: It's great. And then he walks in completely buff, uh, completely nude to pay Big Paul. Is that his name? Big Paul. Big Paul, and they have it. Who just so happens to be uh, blind. So every time he walks in, he'll sit down and have a chit chat with him. And, he, and Paul thinks he's running his car through the car wash. And he's completely naked. Really, really greasy, yeah. And he just sits there completely naked and talks to Paul. Paul had,
2: Paul had one of the most busted afros I've seen in in a long time, man. <laughs> it was great. Like just that that little portion of the that's not wardrobe. That would be like hair, hair and makeup special, whatever. Just just those attention to little things like that. Like having that guy have that busted hair was is what makes endears these
1: movies to me. You know. Well, dude, even the the prosthetic junk that he's wearing. Dirk Diggler had nothing on that thing. Dude. No, and it was it was hideous,
2: bro. It's not like a big it's not like a big fake dong you'd see at like the the one of those adult stores Baby or anything. This and, is a know. hideous, misshapen,
1: <laughs> hideous the head looking. It looks like a rat. What does he say? A mouse head. It just looks horrible, dude. It's so bad. It's great. Oh my! And it's enormous, dude. You can't get your eyes off of it. it you could have fireworks going off in the background. You wouldn't be able to, to would, draw your it eyes it away from this I don't even know how the other actors like, did their lines with that in front of them, dude. It was, just, it was horrible, dude. It was there crazy. are scenes later where he goes out and he puts on a disco suit. And literally the center of the disco suit is cut out. So that just hangs out. Yeah, it's, he puts like a, a, a mesh in front of
2: it. So it's completely sheer, see-through, like a fishnet. Or, no, like a nylon, like a stocking that you could see through, like a nylon stocking. So all you see is that. It's, it's in every scene. I'd say this movie's what an hour and a half. I'd say you see that dong a, a good 20 full minutes of an hour and a half this movie, dude.
1: It's, it's constant it's a part of the movie, it's constant. Oh, it's bad. Oh god. Okay. So anyway, I'm back at, it's back at the house again, you get some more father and son talk. Um, and then Ronnie in his mind somehow he thinks like now that Brayden has his date with Janet, Ronnie's going to fall in love. Janet and he will get married and that uh, Braden will move out and then he can die from loneliness. <laughs> right. Yeah. He's, he's put that he's scenario the all together. Best, dude. He just goes from one. It's like classic Catholic, Catholic guilt, man. They're just, he's going from Oh, you got a date tomorrow? Well, my life's over. <laughs> You're going to get married and move out. I see how this goes <laughs> right away.
2: <laughs> I think he backs so, that up with one of the best dad fart jokes I've heard in a long time,
1: though, right? Is oh, that, my God. When he calls him in for a little heart-to-heart and he rolls back. I got it. I thought I saw some, some stank in there. I got the cut, and I agree. Hold on. But seriously, I, I have something I, I need to tell you. Come here. Go for it, Dad. Are you ready? Yes. What is it? <laughs>
2: And i dude i I am positive that I caught sack on that rollback dude. I'm, I know I did I'm positive. I didn't even have to rewind it. I didn't have to pause
1: it. It was front and center, dude okay, so large group, a large swath of people would <laughs> so bad would see that and be instantly offended by it and not laugh at a bit and think it's immature and churlish churlish, churlish. I just – I watch it, and I start thinking about somebody like me is behind a computer keyboard typing it, right? right. Typing that scene, and then sending it out to other people. <laughs> and other people read it, and they're like, I like what I see, and I'm going to give you money to put that on the screen. It's genius, I tell you. It's one of the most –
2: you got a career in the moving picture. Here, let me do. I'm gonna do some Foley work for for Doc typing that scene up. Okay, Let's see if I can get my keyboard okay. up here. Right, wait, I gotta make sure I'm not typing into anything bad. All right, here's here's you making that scene.
1: <laughs> wow,
2: wow. Oh, oh oops, ah! oops. <laughs> I accidentally hit the soundboard. <laughs> That's how I
1: picture you making that scene, though. <laughs> like live action. <laughs> and then they filmed the scene. They they they. Give the script to actors, like professional people, who read it, and they're like, I'm in. Right. Sign me <laughs> up. Here's my checkbook. <laughs> and then they film the scene after rehearsals of doing that.
2: <laughs> so what you're saying is that fart joke was more complex than I originally oh, thought dude, it was, okay.
1: right? People will see it like, that's just stupid. And me, in my mind... That's the process I've gone through. You're looking through and the... So that makes me laugh even harder, man, because, wow, that's awesome. That dude's sack. It made it. It made it. Jim hosky has got that on the screen for all eternity. He wins. He wins. My won, children's dude. children will be able to see that.
2: I've created, I've created art.
1: It is. That's it's good. It's crude and ridiculous and silly, but it's... It's a total dad joke, though, right? You rope your kid in. Right? Total dad joke. I remember when my daughter was young. I'd pull my finger, and she pull it with delight. Now, hey, pull my finger. She's like, "Gross, Dad." Yeah, yeah, please. Right. <laughs> hey, did you catch a
2: little Malkovich in to church?
1: My son, pull my finger. All right.
2: So he's still not to the, the I'll
1: find somebody.
2: He's still not to the stage of figuring <laughs> I'll that I'll out have yet.
1: More kids, right? I have more kids that'll continuously pull my finger. You're con- you're gonna let that joke live on, live long. It will never die. <laughs>
2: Did you catch Malkovich and Church in that cut, though? Like, the voices? I did. Good. Okay. I did. You could stop talking about it. I just want to make sure it's not just me. <laughs> just want to make sure I'm ve- – I want to be
1: verified here. You, know? <laughs> you got verification. Like, you on Twitter. I want to get verified, oh, dude. Just, oh, hey, verify me. Yep. That'll never happen. Like, this is the real – we got verified. This is the real Doc and Steve because nobody cares if it is or not. <laughs> I know. Like, who else wants to take that dumb name? <laughs> Uh, I like how you changed your Twitter profile. You're like, I'm the Steve from the Doc and Steve. <laughs> I, I had no clue what to put there. <laughs> no clue. Oh shit, that's great. Okay, I'm glad you noticed that, though. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome, buddy. Um, now today's breakfast is extra greasy bacon.
2: Oh, dude. Now that bacon, I had issue with. Ugh. Now, if I'm gonna what? have bacon, which I don't eat, but if I was, it was gonna, it would be crispy. Uh, that was like that runny. Soggy, rubbery bacon that I would you never have eat, dude. Waffle House bacon, yep. and not
1: IHOP bacon. Gro- that was the now. That was some greasy bacon, dude. See, my mom would always make it like I don't know, elastic. <laughs> what? <laughs> like rubber band bacon. It was never crispy bacon like Waffle House bacon. My mom would make like I don't know, flaccid bacon. <laughs> oh,
2: that's a good way to explain it, though.
1: You just created art.
0: Good job.
2: Classic <laughs> uh, bacon. Classic
1: bacon. I would never get
2: a Rex bacon. <laughs> See, I'm telling you, man, the the subject that when you give us the right subject matter, we sound smart. You
1: give us the wrong subject matter, no, no, we sound dumb. Sound smart, we Sm- try hard. Sorry, smarter. <laughs> the kid, smarter. The kids that try really hard. Um, but. Um, we're back on tour again. So we see him eat more greasy bacon. Then we go right back on tour and we learn that, uh, at this particular site, which is some crappy, like I think Rico gardens market. So yeah. I don't know if you're a people are set people, but you can probably find that in Hollywood somewhere. Um, cool from cooling the gang used to work here. Sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Again, I'd rather do this tour than a haunted San Diego tour. Agreed. Yeah, agree. Tell I would do this in a second. Um, at this point, you could tell like the group just did. This particular tour group didn't even give a shit. They just walked away without saying anything. <laughs> totally left them. Yeah, he's like, "That's the end of the tour," and they didn't thank him or applaud. They just turn around and walk away. Yeah, they're out. And that's when Janet walks up, uh, and she starts to plan her date with Braden. And Ronnie is, we can, you know, like I said, layers of emotion here. He's just upset because he figures, what's going to happen with me now? Braden has a lady. Why nobody will pay any attention to me anymore? He is unhappy and very rude. I think he even calls her the c word during this, right? I believe so. Yeah. Uh, but I'll allow it because it's just a sad dad, man. He's scared of losing his son, and they they do everything together. They're together twenty four seven. So yeah. I could see how emotionally that would affect you, especially being so
2: old. Yeah. And you know what? We should say too. Like, Braden, the son, is like. Forty. He is not like a teenager or
1: anything. No, yeah, he's no this he's guy old, yeah, old enough yeah. to be on his own. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but they just to me there was a glimmer of drama, some poignancy here. So th- there is more to this movie than just the face value farts and poop jokes. But they take center stage. <laughs> Yeah, but then they would back that up with, uh, like, as soon as they
2: rope you in with some cool dialogue and something poignant, like you said, uh, then you just get a shot of a naked ass (laughs) right
1: afterward. Well, dude, did you notice that, okay, so Braden is walking away with Janet, Ronnie is glaring at them, all he sees is, we see her walking away, but when we look through his viewpoint, his eyes... Janet is completely naked and Braden has turned into a dog on a leash. Right, right. Did you get that? Did you notice that? I didn't see the dog. I saw her naked though. Yeah. So Ronnie or Braden and Janet are walking away holding hands. When we see through Ronnie's point of view, Janet is completely naked and Ronnie is a or I'm sorry, Braden is a dog on a leash. Pretty good, man.
2: Pretty good walking symbology the there. Yeah. Oh, I have his cut too of what he says as they're walking away, of
1: course. Eating her ass. Yeah. I could feast on that queen's ass all night long. (laughs) Which now you're starting to realize it's not, he's not sad about Braden um, leaving. He's sad because he doesn't get to be with Janice. He's sad because, he's sad because Braden's getting
2: the attention, is is what he's sad about. He wants the attention.
1: Well, he wants to um, have sexual relations with that woman as well. But do you so. think that, do you think
2: he would have wanted that if Braden, if she wasn't attracted to Braden? I don't think he would have looked at her twice if, if there wasn't the dynamic between him, the son and him. I took that as more of a like an alpha he, male. If thing. she had
1: flirted directly with Ronnie, then it wouldn't have been an issue. He wouldn't have. Or, yeah. Or if she would have not flirted at all,
2: he wouldn't, have, wouldn't have cared to pursue her. Or he wouldn't have been attracted to her. It was the fact that the son the was, was getting attention. The reason he wants her is because Braden had. It. Right. The son's getting attention. He's not getting is the way I took that, that dynamic there.
1: And then at dinner, we finally cut to uh, Janet and Braden at dinner, and it's as awkward as you would think it would be. Great writing, great dialogue. Ricky Prickles and his six-pack abs. Ricky Prickles, dude. That
2: is a genius, genius name.
1: <laughs> I want you to change my name from
2: Dookie Flyswatter officially to Ricky Prickles. It, in your will, it will be changed. Do you want me to take off the monster and monster from you, too? You want me to put a dog yeah. shot on there or something? I want you to put a six-pack of roasted sausages okay. <laughs> So he t- he talks about at this point he talks about how um, Ricky Prickles is his stepdad and he was abusive to him sexually and how Ricky Prickles has an abs and a six pack and he goes into a long
1: awkward story uh, and he ends up on a, some- on, a, on, a, on your first date with a girl he talks about Ricky Prickles made you do sit ups so much as you barfed up fizzy orange stuff. <laughs> right, but he, the the funniest thing to me about the whole thing is uh he
2: described himself as an eighteen year old and when he described himself, I could not do anything but uh I couldn't do anything other than picture uh Ryan Tonery when he described himself <laughs> and here's why hold on here's what he says I had long golden hair and a soft mustache. Long golden hair and a soft mustache. Tell me that's not Ryan T, dude. That's T, man. That's him. That's, <laughs> that's great. Oh god. I could have clipped. I could have clipped anything of that whole thing. It would have been funny. I took that.
1: <laughs> Just for Ryan. That's perfect. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's really good. But did you notice Brayden was wearing makeup? It looked like he had like rosy cheeks and his his lips were
2: ruby red i mean dude he his he it looked that looked like legi- legitimately he just had bad skin i think it was a great job if it was done on purpose because he had I think like, it, they, white they were showing like maybe
1: he put on a little makeup
2: before he went on his day wow man yeah he his skin was blotchy as shit it was pretty cool
1: and i'm gonna start doing this a lot to you um when she starts telling telling Braid about how upset she is that her entire tour group was murdered he like leans in across the table and he does the hey 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 Is that how
2: you're gonna calm me down when I when I get out of line?
1: It was almost more like he was doing it because he he's socially awkward and he doesn't know how to deal with somebody's grief. He didn't he didn't want her to continue. He was like cutting her off. Exactly, he didn't want her to continue with the sad stories. Hey hey hey
2: hey. That's good shit, man. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a genius scene, man. It was written really well.
1: Oh, and then Ronnie just goes out solo on his own and decides to grab a dirty dog. <laughs> he wants it dipped and extra greasy, but the guy's like, I could lose my license.
2: Yeah, so he dips his own dog in the grease trough, oh, right? Did you see the trap he set oh, when the guy he threw so down like, bad, totally dude. fake money on the ground? They, did, they used that the whole, uh, the whole show. It was like drawn, hand-drawn money, right?
1: Yeah. yeah. So they, he throws it uh, to the ground, and the guy, the hot dog cart vendor, goes to pick up the money on the ground. And he swoops in behind him and takes his hot dog and dips it in just this large vat of lard of grease. Now, that
2: was another por- part of the movie that I thought was done – I guess you could take it two different ways, but if they were going for that cartoony feel, like I think I think they were and I think you're right, that money is what they always used. I took it as, as kind of like a fake currency because people didn't say hey this is fake. I mean that guy obviously looked at it and it doesn't even, it wasn't even green. Um so do you think that was just one of the more cartoony aspects of the film of just who cares? It's just fake money like Monopoly nobody's money. Gonna,
1: nobody's going to watch this movie. Right. We just showed a dude farting in another guy's face. Nobody's right. going to care if it's not real-looking money. Right, but
2: it, I mean it could have been he was trying to trick him with fake money, but I don't think that was it. I think they just said screw it he fake paid money. for the
1: dogs because he just wanted to get a full dunk on D- a full dog. what did you say he said something funny
2: too about like fully I'm dunked gonna, i'm gonna fully dunk my dog or something like that it's <laughs> pretty good
1: the guy's like the guy's like hey man don't do that i could lose my license it's against <laughs> regulations it's dangerous you could die from that but he got his dog dunked after all he sure did and that hot dog vendor's gonna pay for his insolence yeah he goes
2: home he lives in what like an rv is that what it is Yep. Is that the next scene, or did they cut back to something different after that?
1: No, no. It, it, basically, it's just real quick. There was a there was Janet and Braden getting home from their date, and he's telling them about his Lord of the Rings fetish, I believe. Yeah, he has. He's doing <laughs> his like, own fan fiction, or something. She's like, Oh, his, his, his he does fan fiction, and she's like, I bet you have a really large amulet. Yep. Right. And like totally starting to to lay it on thick, and she takes her shirt off, and he goes into to kiss him, if you will. Yep. And she's like, I didn't tell you you could do that. <laughs> Yeah, made a, an awkward scene more awkward. It was pretty cool. Well, it's great because she's like, I bet you have a really big amulet. And he's like, actually, I don't own an amulet at
2: all. <laughs> and do you see the name of, of his other fan fiction was Rasta Revenge? I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> it was like on the wall behind him. It was like a, a dude with Rasta Dreads. Dreads dreads, um, dreads, dreads. Dreads. He had a couple on there, though, and I like that. Uh, I like that when you make a fake like comic book or a fake show or something, I thought it was funny. Totally he, was. I enjoyed it. Okay. Um, I didn't say you could do that though. Yeah, she cuts him. Off. I mean, she presents it to him, but then cuts him you know, off. He from takes him. her
1: top off, and yeah. he's like, he does this weird like suckling yeah. motion with his tongue. Yep. And she cuts him off cold. <laughs> oh, boner killer. So then uh, the hot dog vendor sets himself perfectly up for death because he like he's in a uh, like a little RV I guess or RV trailer or something. Right. And he leans back in his chair. No, he goes to the bathroom. He
2: he goes into his bathroom. Was he on his pooper? Yeah, what happened was there was a, a toilet in the very back, and he opens the window because I guess he's going to drop a deuce or something in there. So, <laughs> yeah, he sits down on the toilet, and there's a window right behind the toilet, <laughs> and uh, that's where the greasy, greasy strangler strikes
1: again. And he squeezes his neck so hard that his eyeballs bulge and pop out from his skull. Oh, 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 that's oh, oh. that's
2: exactly what was going on when that happened
1: and if you watch it over and over again you can totally tell it's cgi but i don't care it looked great yeah it didn't matter it was I perfect laughed. for this movie right yeah totally and then they get uh fried and devoured by the greasy string Yep, <laughs> he fries them up and eats them man which is weird <laughs> it's just <laughs> so now he's like resorting to not even like eating the whole body just the eyes wow is that what you're saying <laughs>
2: Sorry, man. I got the sound. I still have the soundboard up. I forgot to use it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, but you know what? I'm fine with it, man. Because later on, other eyeballs are devoured. Mm-hmm. And then we get the car wash sequence and some more dick slapping and flapping around.
2: Yeah. Any. I mean, any time he kills somebody, right afterward, you go back to the car wash and a naked man uh, screaming, and, <laughs> screaming, and, <yeah. laughs>
1: screaming, and naked. It's pretty good. You ever thought about doing that? Have you ever thought about literally walking to a car wash? Absolutely not, dude. What? I have. You don't think it just was just one time to try it out? You think it would kill you? you no. get hurt? Don't they have like hot wax and shit in there? I don't know. Is it hot wax or is it just, I don't know. Uh, it seems to me like you would jack yourself up it. pretty good. They did it in uh, Days of Confused. They drove the, what did they say, the uh, freshman, freshman bitches through the car wash, didn't
2: they?
1: Yeah. But they also
2: popped a dude's eyes out in this movie. I'm thinking that maybe for movies it might be a little different.
1: You mean movies aren't based in reality and you can't do everything they do in the movies? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm gonna, not 100%. Let's go with that. <laughs> All right. Well, one, maybe one day I'll go and not get a hot wax but just walk through a car wash. Call me if you do. I'll film it for uh slack. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put it up for us, everybody. But then, uh, So then we go the next day. Oinker and Braden plan to hit the horror house. And so um, this isn't the first time we've seen a movie where a guy's wearing an Oinker nose. That's right. Uh, first Night of the Demons, right? Yep. Yep. Uh so Oinker is Braden's friend and he is literally wearing a pig nose for some reason. Costume. We find yeah. out later, maybe he's a drug addict, maybe he snorted a little too much Coke. Was that was that was CGI too, right? The nose thing? Absolutely. Okay. I thought so too. But I mean we'll, we'll find out later why he's wearing the the pig nose. Right. Um but Ronnie's upset and he wants to go out, so he's gonna meet him at the horror house. Yeah. And it's just a the theater, which I love that. Did did you did you think they were saying whore house when they were talking? No horror house i could tell horror which i, I do have when I, when i tell people i'm going to a horror convention
2: they're like a horror convention i thought they were really going to a horror house like and that's why he didn't want his dad there and then when it saw the horror house it kind of dawned on me
1: yeah. they're not that lowbrow steve come yeah, on this come is lowbrow but come on yeah, horrors have a little class come on ronnie and braden don't need whores. yeah really ladies of the night they can get their own poon. yeah i'm just i'm just being dumb uh, but then at the whorehouse, Ronnie's complains because there needs to be more grease on the popcorn. <laughs> dude, So they dump like a they dump like a half gallon of Crisco on that thing, dude. <laughs> oh. And then you get a quick montage of a fellow's night out. Oinker steals the grease from the hot dog vendor's cart, which they're having like a memorial service. There. <laughs> right, <laughs> He's just pissing all over his memory. Yep. Um. And then cuts right back to the tour, and Braden tells Dad that. Janet's coming over, and they're going to make baguettes. Yes. And also we learned that the earth, the wind, and the fire lived in that second-story apartment. Sure. <laughs> Whatever you say.
2: <laughs> I
1: love those, man.
2: The earth, the wind, and the fire. Like, he's even messing up the name of
1: the— The of the what?
2: <laughs> He doesn't even know what he's talking about. That's so great.
1: Uh, and then we get cut right back to the dinner where Braden, Janet, and Ronnie are eating— and it gets really kinky because Ronnie finds it important to let everybody know that he's been making extra virgin olive oil.
2: Yeah, and he's dipping, like, this huge phallic-shaped breadstick in it and eating it uh, while he's staring oh, at Janet my and God, stuff. God, licking the
1: tip and yeah, everything. It's that's pretty good. And then Braden and Janet proceed to have the most uh, realistic and perfectly staged sex ever. Breeding is an ugly thing. That's my cut for that scene right
0: there. <laughs> yes, it totally is.
2: That is my cut for that, but oh, I think out of all goodness. the movies we've seen, I agree that this one uh, looked more like true life than any of the rest, dude.
1: Am I doing it right? Am I doing it right, <laughs> Janet? And he's literally laying there stiff as a board, doing nothing. Right? She's just going to town, but
2: it, it wasn't shot. You know, it didn't have this this the the standard you know toe head shot. It was just two um, not fit, not especially fit people uh, doing their thing, and uh, that I think that's what. Like most of us are used to in life, you know, be <laughs> awkward, and, right? yeah, awkward and, and uh, not the prettiest thing in the world. There's not I always think, uh, there's not always a saxophone playing in the background is all I'm saying.
1: No, Kenny G will not
2: accompany <laughs> you on
1: every sexual escapade. Right. Um, she does a walk. I, I'm not going to call it a walk of shame because women having sex isn't shameful. Um, <laughs> have you heard that? With, with the walk of shame? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not shameful, Steve. Women can have sex, too. It's the walk of fame. I said I've heard of it, not I agree with it. Okay, I know, but normally you're probably misogynistic, so. Them broads can to- walk wherever they want, bro. I don't <laughs> trying to help you out. So anyway, she does the walk of fame, and uh, she runs into a scantily clad Ronnie who's got the charm turned up to 10. Yeah, see, he's... That's what I'm saying. Like he, he, whatever Braden
2: does, he's jealous of, and he wants to trump him on. I it, want to know? go to
1: the horror house too. Right. I want to have sex with Janet too. Right. And right. I never realized that fingering an oiled up grapefruit could be so tantalizing. <laughs> hey, that was pretty genius, right? He's working that
2: cherry. <laughs> <laughs> that was a pretty good shot, bro. He dumps grease on it, bro. He dumps grease on a,
1: on a grapefruit. <laughs> Uh, he already took something inherently healthy and destroyed its yeah, health great. properties with grease. I mean, it's such but an uncomfortable just, scene, dude. He, he did it just so he could dive face first into it and lap it up with the cherry. It's
2: such a good scene, dude. It's so ugly and like and dirty and disgusting. It's really good.
1: Oh, dude. He, she goes to pee, and we, we get to see that. And he, like, bursts in on her just because he wants to watch her pee. You know, he first he says he just has to brush his teeth.
2: Right. She says, I'm peeing. He's like, well, sorry, i got to brush my teeth. And comes in buck, buck naked. Uh, she's sitting on the toilet naked. He's he's brushing his teeth staring. He's not even facing we the mirror. At her. Just like- he's, he's not even facing the mirror. He's brushing his teeth completely. And you're getting a full-on body shot on this. This is a full frontal uh, atrocity that you're staring at. You know, it's
1: bad. It's not going well because Braden confronts Janet like, did you let my dad watch you pee? Yeah, and you know, no, like, the, yeah, but like the, dad, the dad boasted about it. My dad
2: told me he that, that he watched you pee because he asked if they were going to be, um, uh, what is it, uh, exclusive to each exclusive. other. Exclusive, Yeah, exclusive yep. to each other. And she's like, yeah,
1: you know, and he says, well, well but my dad said you let him watch him pee. <laughs> it's weird. She doesn't say anything, and then he kind of like calms down a little bit and he becomes spitting with Janet again. While Ronnie is like a creepy stalker up on the balcony just watching him. He was really putting on some vibes here. Yeah, not as creepy as when he was under the bed, but yes, creepy still. Yeah. Well, I don't, dude, was he creepier under the bed or was he creepier as the FBI agent? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, J- Jody, the FBI guy. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, let's not skip too the far. Ahead, right? Yeah. Nightmares, dude. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. So then it cuts back to uh, Janet and Brayden having weirdo whoopee, and uh, the greasy strangler kills Oinker. Yep. And uh, he actually kills him now, because he's like, you're actually killing me. Now, I
2: I thought uh, Oinker's death-like narration, that was okay with me, dude. I chuckled a few times on that, because, and I, I'm not going to you know try to recreate it or anything, but... Uh, some of the lines would be like, "Oh, you're choking me! Oh, I fell unconscious there. That's probably part of dying." You know, he's pretty much just—he's just narrating <laughs> I mean, what's happening. It's amazing. Right? Dying is great. He's—he's he's narrating his own death while he's getting strangled, and I thought it was pretty clever.
1: Yeah, well, everybody has it except for the uh, the hot dog cart guy. He had his—the genius of that scene was his eyeballs bulging out. Right, they right? so didn't have to say anything. Or make it interesting. I wonder if that was what they were talking about. Like, how are we going to make this strangulation interesting? We'll just have him say stupid shit. Right, right. Because all
2: he's doing is putting his hands around their neck. There was no, you know, acrobatics going on here. It's, no. It's, but each one of them had had some had some fun to it. You know, when he punched the guy's face in, I thought that was hilarious. Uh, they did make these scenes fun with just to get yeah. somebody getting strangled.
1: Well, this one it, it was exceptional as well because after he kills Oinker, he takes his pig nose off and his nose is completely gone. Right. Yeah. It's 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 it's, it's gnarly looking too. It's just like he just takes his finger and dips it into his nose hole. Well, I say nose hole, but the cavity where his nose would be, and he licks it. Yep. <laughs> Super gross. Yep. It's yucky. He slurps that snot, Rocket Man. Mm. Would it be snot? Yeah, I guess it would. Yeah, be Yeah, probably rocket. mucus in there. Yeah. Yep. And then we go back to another car wash, and we're back to the tour again.
2: Yep. Yeah. Just you're cutting from like uh you know the same. I I'm sure they shot like all the car wash scenes at one time, right? And all the all the house scenes at the same time. It was probably done just in like them three them locations yeah, I would hope. three different makes times. Makes sense, yeah. right? Totally.
1: So then Ronnie tells Braden that he needs some time alone with Janet and threatens to evict him if he doesn't let him take Janet out on a date. Right, that was always his go-to of, of if he didn't get what he wanted.
2: He's like, well, then you're going to have to go live with Ricky Prickles, the molester.
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> no, dude, I'm not... See, I mean, like, what are the options here? I don't want to live with that guy right. six-pack sausage abs. Yep. So... He gets snazzied up for the evening with a uh, purple V-neck satin shirt, with a matching scarf, and the mesh netting over his genitalia. I has, think his, uh,
2: his, uh, that like wasn't a skirt.
1: Of, that was
2: like a full is. disco onesie. It wasn't. It was a one-piece, uh, like yeah, but disco like the suit.
1: entire genitals
2: were completely exposed. Oh, exposed from his belly button to mid thigh was was sheer like netting or uh, sheer. Like I said before, like a nylon sheer thing, so you could just see. I mean, he's just walking down the street with his genitals completely exposed. <laughs> it was craziness, dude.
1: So he's telling Ronnie that he's planning on buying Janet a $15 libation. Please tell me you got that the cut. I didn't, dude, and it is great. Uh, oh I, I should have. You're right. That's a failure
2: on my part. I should have. A it luxuriously was really good.
1: creamy pussy ass daiquiri, motherfucker. <laughs>
2: It was always about the money too. Like it's gonna cost at least fifteen bucks. Like, it was really good. Like the flowery descriptions of the drinks and, and the places he would go. Uh Ronnie Ronnie did great,
1: man. It was good. He he's a peacocker though, dude. He's yeah. just literally trying to There's um confidence issues with him. Right. Right. But he still seals the deal, man. He uh they do the forbidden dance at the nightclubs and uh um doesn't he so there's take a her- Michael Jackson look alike
2: pumping away in the background? That's that um so after that he takes her to the club with some really awkward dancing, they're like sitting in a park bench or something. Is that when he tells that Michael Jackson story? Yes. Because that was awesome. That Michael Jackson story. What was did he so say? Dumb. So <laughs>
1: I guess my notes are wrong. He was telling her the story about him and Michael Jackson having sex with two girls simultaneously, right? Yeah, about like a crowd was cheering on, and me and Michael Jackson
2: decided to stop and bang some chicks at a bar. Just some ridiculous, it was just the most ridiculous story, but he told it in such a great, engaging way. I, I just, I loved it, man. That Michael Jackson story was, was really good. It was <laughs> And after that, he tries to pick up on her, and, and she's saying, I can't, I can't, uh, um, you know, I'm, I'm with Braden or whatever, and he gives her this, this smooth-ass pickup line that I did cut kiss my juicy cherry lips <laughs> <laughs> he,
0: he
1: he goes above and beyond to cock block his own son because he he doesn't just tell her that he wants to to be with her he tells her that Braden's a jerk because he shits the bed all the time.
2: Yeah, one party called him like Sergeant Shizzle or something stupid, dude. He called him all. He would any time that someone would, or he would try to degrade his son, or someone would talk good about his son, he would go back to this thing about his son shits the bed all the time and make up these really funny names for for Braden, and it always had to do with poop, and they were really well done. It was good.
1: That's uh, <laughs> it funny. So it's, it's like he's not just trying to help himself get laid; he's also trying to keep braden from getting right. laid totally all. pooping on the kid all the time yeah yeah and then it was really weird because after the date he's he dances in the middle of the street with his wang completely exposed in a spotlight yeah that went long i felt that that scene went a little long dude it was totally surreal man i i guess it was to portray how smitten he was how great he felt or maybe that's but, how you know in his head
2: that's how he's he's famous or he's that important that he'd always have that spotlight on him right when he's walking down the street Right. All eyes on me.
1: I, have you ever seen a scene like that in a movie ever?
2: No. Uh no, not that I can think of. It was nutty. I mean well, then are we talking with the exposed dong or just a spotlight dance?
1: Yeah, I've seen a spotlight dance, but never like that before. <laughs> right, yeah, I agree. Uh Janet, uh that's when uh at this point Braden's getting shit scared. Yep. Oinker's dead. Um God, what happens now? Is it do, doesn't him and Janet go to see Oinker? Uh, they go to his house. Well, they do some investigating, right? right? Um But then Braden tells Janet they need to find the Greasy Strangler and kill him, which is weird because he thinks his dad is the Greasy Strangler. Right, so right, he's basically right. saying we just need to kill my dad. Right. Uh, they he does he collects grease from Oinker's death scene. Um, and he stores it in a cigarette pack for some reason. Yeah, he scoops some grease off the, off the
2: carpet with a cigarette pack. And, and the funny thing about that is I didn't realize they were actually at Oinker's because they're eating breakfast at a table when he's talking yeah. about, I need to find the greasy strangler because he killed Oinker. And then they just pan over, and Oinker's dead body is sitting, you know, like six feet from him <laughs> in the recliner. <laughs> so they had gone to his house
1: while he was dead and just had had lunch or something. But the way to test it is he puts that on on toast. He takes that oil... From Oinker's crime scene and puts it on toast. So he feeds it to his dad, and his dad loves it. Loved it. Said so it's the best piece ever. Yeah. Yep, he figures it out. So, um, that's when you had the romantic phone sex scene between Brayden and Jan. Oh, God, that was great. <laughs> and he's got his little pee. Okay, so Big Ronnie is very well endowed. Big Brayden is not.
2: <laughs> yeah, Big Ronnie looks like a Chinese eggplant, uh, walking around. And, uh, Braden is looks like a uh, pencil eraser, taking <laughs> sticking out, dude. It's
1: so with bad. With just like a, a like a like one of those perfume squeeze bottle balls. Oh,
2: It's so bad,
1: dude. <laughs> hey, I laughed though, dude.
2: I laughed really hard when they when they uh, during that scene. I thought it was really funny.
1: And then uh, Ronnie, I guess, tries to get Big Paul to go out discoing with him again by farting in his face. I don't yeah. understood, understand how that worked out. Um. Anyway. Yeah. And while Ronnie and Big Paul go out disco, and that's when, I think, Braden searches his room for clues, um, and he sees the crudely drawn evidence, which is literally his dad has drawn pictures, kind of like you send uh, Aaron and I all the time, <laughs> of his crimes. <laughs>
2: So those drawings were amazing, bro. I even screen capped one or two of them because they were so funny, dude. I love them.
1: Sent, I think you did send them yeah, over to us, right? They're pretty good. But man. You, you know, the one you're always sending me from that other artist that you
2: adore so much. Oh, yeah. That guy's uh, I got to get his name. I need to give him a shout out, dude. Hold on. That, just keep talking. I got to find this guy's yeah. name because he's so anyway.
1: Amazing. It's literally just horrible, childish pictures of crime scenes that the Greasy Strangler has been involved in. So R- Braden knows immediately that his dad, Ronnie, is the Greasy Strangler. Right. Um, and I, I will put some
2: of the screen caps in Slack for the guys, too. The artist, though, the other artist that draws, like, is, somehow is like my spirit animal or something. He draws exactly what I would want to draw. Uh, his name is David the Robot, and I think he's mostly on Instagram, which I am not on, but I've seen a lot of his stuff, uh, and he's amazing.
1: Terrific dude. stuff, dude. And it, just, it, it, it is Greasy Strangler art. Yes, it's perfect. Absolutely, yep. yeah. So um, that's when I... I witnessed the strangest, most unsexy, awkward, grotesque sex scene ever. In this movie? You remember this one? Yeah. Which one? It must not have hit me that hard. Where he's literally... Oh,
2: yes. Yes, yes, fisting yes. Fisting her, yes. and she's
1: like, "I oh, imagine if I farted right now. It was...
2: You know what? I mentally blocked that, I think. Yeah, <laughs> I think I blocked that out. Repellent. It was bad. Sexy. It was bad. And then she was eating Cheetos, and... uh for some reason, here's a uh, here's some stupid information. That's the only food that like made me break out as a kid. If I ate Cheetos, I'd get zits. So there, that's for everybody <laughs> to have now.
1: <laughs> yes. There's <laughs> nothing, some, nothing else caused zits at all. Just a Cheeto. It, I mean,
2: nothing. I didn't really have bad skin or anything, but uh, if I ate Cheetos, I would break out every time. I don't know whatever's in Cheetos jacked me up. So mm. there's some information no one cares about for everybody. Um.
1: So she starts to walk home alone. Sorry, I'm just trying to completely get away from that. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Walk away from him. Uh Ronnie hits her up, and she goes to have sex with Ronnie. Now, I mean, she doesn't he, even. No, no, she doesn't even get out of their driveway, bro. Like she has yeah. sex this really,
2: really bad, uncomfortable scene with with Braden. Walks out of the front door, gets almost to the end of the walkway. Ronnie's coming home, and he he tantalizes her back, and so she turns around and walks right back in the
1: house and has sex with him.
2: <laughs> she didn't even get ten steps out of the door. <laughs>
1: he actual chow not a fake chow yes and pours oil all all over her voluptuous body yes hey i, I kind of dig that chick bro i don't know about you but
2: something about her i like man i do too man i'm telling you yeah. I, I have nothing it's just all of it is so unsexy man. You know I mean? yeah i mean it's it's on purposely unsexy yeah, i get absolutely. that but i'm saying that chick in general like there's something about her i like she's just She's not your 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 average model beauty or anything, but she, she, I like looking at her, man. She's cool.
1: But then he he learns a valuable lesson that he may have claimed her sexual reproductive organs, but he he never claimed her heart. According to Braden, <laughs> when they Yes. That fight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Because so, well, after
2: he has sex with uh, Judy, um, him and Braden are walking to or from work in their pink outfits, and they have a, a elongated argument about. Uh Ronnie's pretty much like, well, it's official. We're a couple. Just you're know, rubbing it in left and right. You know? <laughs> I had sex with your girl last night, and now she's mine.
1: <laughs> yep. It's my lady. This is pretty good. It was funny. But then now now things are getting really uh strange for Braden because like at dinner, Janet straddles Ronnie. <laughs> So the dinner scene is Janet sitting on Ronnie's lap while they have dinner. This is like the
2: day after they were having sex. So she's sitting yeah. on his dad's lap eating with him while Brayden Braden cooked him dinner
1: and is sitting two feet away from him, all pissed it's off like, and bummed out. angry and stuff. That's um, and then they start, like, announcing loudly that they're having sex because they do the hootie-tootie disco cutie chant not over okay. and over again. Did not like that. <laughs> that bothered me. I didn't, I, I didn't get it, but...
2: I just took it as, is some weird thing that was weird and you know, whatever. And it, I, it just, it went on long and that, that part didn't, wasn't, didn't it's work. It's kind of
1: strange me. because you know, they're trying to portray Braden as going insane. And I believe I maybe have gone a little bit insane. Too. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh yeah. That part I, I could have got done without for sure. Uh, but we know he's, go- he does that, you know, run outside to the middle of the street and just start screaming loudly to the heavens. Yep. You know, you get that anyway. Yep. Um, Whatever. Could have done without that scene, too, man. Yep. So, um, for some reason, now the Greasy Strangler has everything he wants, Ronnie, but he strangles his good buddy, Paul, Big Paul, the the car wash attendant. Correct, yes. Um, And then, what does he do? He decapitates him and throws his head like a basketball,
2: doesn't he? Yes, decapitates him, and he plays a little ball with his head and and throws it up into a hoop or something and
1: misses completely. which is Night of the Demons too, so we have Night of the Demons and Night of the Demons too. Nice, good, good callback. Weird, man. Yep. Um, and at this point, Braden calls Detective Jody, right? Who, who I think—do they mention he's an FBI agent or
2: just a detective? Didn't I thought? I thought that um, Janet finds the grease on the carpet at home, and then that's when they decide to call the detective probably so that yeah I after, think, and the,
1: I, after the car
2: wash attendant yeah and i re- re- i remember that scene because uh, she actually with her um hand scoops up grease off the carpet and and eats it puts it in her mouth but it was
1: it was lumpy though it was really gross looking
2: yeah yeah like gravy it was bad and and right, right. away it made me think of monster. Remember when the dude puts his finger in the turd to see if it's turd, <laughs> you know? So like when they're, I see what's coming beforehand and in my brain, I'm already like, no, 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 it. Yep, And then she, she does. It. Do it. Yep. And she puts her finger in the carpet and the grease and, and eats it to test if it's grease. And then that's when she, she now knows that Ronnie's the strangler. And she goes back to Braden and says, Hey, your dad is the strangler. We need to call somebody. And that's when they call, um,
1: the he detective. knows a guy, Detective Jody. Detective apparently, Jody, yeah. Who yep. tells him he'll be right over? Um, and when Detective Jody shows up, it's Ronnie with what six-inch-long yellow nails, braces, fake teeth,
2: braces, and a pair of sunglasses, glasses, a weird outfit. It was the, and you know, <laughs> and then of course, like you can't Braden because that's the type of movie it is, like like a cartoon where you know he's like I'm Jody, and you're waiting to see what Braden's gonna do because it's obviously Ronnie, and and he's like. Well come on in, Jody. Let me tell you what's going on. <laughs> right? Showing you the evidence I have. <laughs> like it, the, the costume was so bad that Jody's fake teeth were constantly falling out as he spoke. Like he couldn't even speak with the teeth not like moving and, and shifting around in his mouth.
1: <laughs>
2: it was funny, man. I liked He's like
1: it. trying to pick stuff up with these long ass fingernails. <laughs> oh, it was,
2: it's so it's so out there, man. You <laughs> know, it's just so weird.
1: Weird. It it made me laugh.
2: Yep. See, you're even laughing now. Just, I know, I'm just, just thinking the about thought it. of it. But
1: anyway, when when Detective Jody finds the grease that uh, Braden had talked about, Ronnie starts, or I'm sorry, Detective Jody starts rubbing it on his face. Face, on his glasses. Um, he also Was he also doing like a really bad Bela Lugosi accent too? Oh, I don't remember that. I, I'd have to watch it. He had it. an accent, like a terrible Eastern, or like a European accent. It was terrible. On my third viewing, I will look for that you're gonna watch it again
2: oh yeah i watched it i watched it this morning i watched it for we've, the notes i watched it this morning i'd definitely watch it again
1: we've got to try and just talk dave into sitting through it man uh i'll feel bad but i'll try
2: why Is <laughs> he'll be so mad
1: <laughs> but then at the end of the whole uh I don't know. after they're all done with after uh, detective jody is finished he says um don't talk to anybody else about this just end all inquiries here he said this is circumstantial <laughs> evidence."
2: Uh, stop inquiring what? stop stop looking into this there's nothing more we can do about it
1: right <laughs> yeah, basically just shuts them down right they're like okay Yep. <laughs> but then i thought it was kind of cool because they do have a great representation of like a dual personality because when ronnie's looking into the mirror you see like joe detective jody on one side and ronnie on the right other. right so cool. whatever See, there's some smarts in here too, man. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, these guys are—they're not dumb, dude. They, this is all intentional. It's uh-huh. not just guys who know only peeps and poops jokes. They—they right. they know what's going on. Um, Braden and Janet then are back together. She's back with Braden again now that she knows that Ronnie's a murderer, and they start talking about marriage, and that's when Ronnie pops out from underneath the bed. Yep. <laughs> terrifying, dude. Oh, and I got a cut from that too. That was, dude, seriously. They're talking about getting married and it pans down, and Ronnie's laying stiff as a board under the bed and just kind of rolls out and knocks Braden out and steals Janet. Yeah, he, uh,
2: it is It is really, when they pan down to him, he's snarling. Like he's got that face and he's just right under the bed looking right at him. He's mad as can be. Uh, and when he jumps out, he did say a funny line that I had to cap. So he jumps out and he's pretty much like, nope, she's mine. You know, you're screwed. And uh, You're evicted. You're evicted. And before he does a sweet-ass slap on Braden. It was a really good slap. Um, He pretty much tells Janet that this kid wouldn't even be alive if it wasn't for me, and that's the cut I took.
1: Hey, you're my girlfriend, and by the way, he wouldn't even exist if he hadn't flown out of my long, juicy prickus. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's the type of writing, bro, that it's just so great, man. It's so awesome. Oh. He's lucky to be alive. I saved him because I created him. <laughs> hey, says,
2: and, and you know, what? I did take another cut from that, but because, <laughs> but I think it was but right before uh, Ronnie gets completely fed up and, and takes off with her. Braden's kind of given her some insight on, on um, Ronnie, you know, tell him, Hey, he's not the great guy that, that you thought he was. And this is the story he tells. He's the real bed grabber, right? It cracked me up, dude. Yeah. He gave this story.
0: Just so you know, he tried to impress me with a loud fart once. He put his legs behind his head and shouted, someone's cutting the cheese. Instead of just gas, a big glob of turd flew out of his butt like a rocket. It did a loop-de-loop near the wall and landed on the bed.
2: <laughs> it's, done, it's done with like such a straight face, bro. It's killed me, dude. <laughs> that just killed me. <laughs> At the end of that, dude, he said something like, "It looked like a, a big brown crooked finger pointing at me." <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing, dude. It was so great.
1: You uh, know, I know it's funny, is because you and I have said things like that to each other right? in conversation. <laughs> you know, That's
2: right?
0: so bad.
1: Literally, this happened, but we're laughing the entire time we're saying it. He was stone faced, man. His delivery is deadpan. Dry. Deadpan. deadpan. The story's so stupid. I don't know how you can even do it, man.
2: <coughs> oh, my mouth, my face hurts from listening to that cut, dude. Oh, I'm going to put that one in the in that folder I have for the Patreons with all the uh, oh, the yeah. cuts from the show. That one's going in there.
1: Okay. <laughs> Get a loop <loop-de-loop>. loop
2: <laughs> A glob
1: of turd, bro. Like, the, the description was so... Oh, it's great. you got some suit somewhere with a shit ton of money reading it, like, Yep green light print it print it and roll it <laughs> uh, oh, fuck man
2: oh it's good my eyes are my eyes are tearing
1: can get people together to make a friday the 13th and this got made so they, i mean jesus <laughs> right? oh it's great and i'm glad it did i'm not no, complaining man. about it i'm just like jesus man how can yep. you not get five people with some money together in a room like hey there's this thing called friday the 13th makes a lot of money can we get a script and put one on the screen for people to watch? Yep. Yep. <laughs> so anyway, uh, um, he takes her where any sane person would. He takes her to the movie theater. Sure. Wherever – whenever you abduct a lady, you take her to the theater, I would, I would guess. And start strangling her in the theater. But before uh, Braden goes after his dad, he's got to find his grease supply and also become – the
2: greasy strangler. Right, right. He said, if he can for do it, stranger. I can do it, right? I'll be the greasy strangler also. And he finds this huge fifty gallon vat of grease in their closet
1: <laughs> he gets in it. <laughs> yeah, it just douses himself yeah, it and starts it. chasing after his dad. And he finds him in the movie theater and um he's choking Janet. And helps his dad choke Janet for some reason, which he I joins in with I him. didn't understand. But and her cool. eyes fly out, and Ronnie catches them in both hands and they gobble them like milk does. They watch movies. the rest of the movie and eat the can eat the eyes. Yep, and this movie gets really fucking weird now. Yep. I have no idea what the the meaning of the ending is. Um, they both then hit the car wash. Uh, reconcile on the beach. Uh, I guess nothing reunites family faster than a sexual assault murder. Sure. Cantalism sure. session. Sure. But uh, Ronnie lies about John Travolta. That was a funny story, too. Also funny. Did you cut that one? I didn't. No, it was long, dude, but it was a funny one. Weird, man. It goes on forever. Um, And then they both come to the conclusion that Janet was gross. Right. Like, she's the issue, right? Yeah, it's not them being fucked up. It was Janet. It was the girl. It was her fault. Um, And then they decide they're going to kill Ricky Prickles. (laughs) I'm glad they brought him. I'm
2: glad they did rope him back in at the end.
1: The only time we get to see Ricky Prickles is when he's running for his life through the forest. Yep. And then they pull his ears off. They pull his eyes out. They roast him over an open fire and eat him. Yep. And then I, I, what I uh, could only surmise is the members of the Parmistan militia. <laughs> Parmistan, yes. Do you, brought, you bring Jim Codd into this? Dude. Nice. All of a sudden, like out of nowhere, these, these guys, like militia dudes with, like, green uniforms and beanie caps. And AK-47s. <laughs> and AK-47s, like, have Ronnie and Brayden tied to a post and they shoot them repeatedly with AK47. Yeah, and
2: but then that's not all, right? Isn't there something
1: else? Their heads pop off. Yep. They champagne and confetti spews out of the top of their heads. Yep. And then we see them at the end, they're not dead. They've now become um savages with spears and they come out of the darkness and they jab spears at the screen and they snarl and the movie is over i have no i did
2: not understand that ending i had no clue what was going on and, and i also didn't care that that's that was my final note i
1: was like you know what that's the ending this movie deserves
2: right right I, I mean we've seen we've seen it and said it too many times already but sometimes these movies just end and they end in a way i mean troll hunter uh monster they just it's almost like since they don't have an ending they just Throw something at the screen, right? <laughs> throw, throw it up there and, and get it you'll over You'll never with.
1: forget this ending, I guarantee
2: that. No, it made no sense at all. I don't even know if they're dead or not. Uh, like, why is this even a movie? And why am I smiling so much when I'm watching it? Is,
1: is can, what, can I get a second part? Can we, can,
2: can we get a sequel to this can, one? Yeah, can we figure out what was going on there? that yeah, was Dude, this thing was way out there, man. And if you're down, if you can keep an open mind and you're down to just see something completely friggin' different that was just... Hat, makes no sense whatsoever, but is somehow still super entertaining. Uh, I'd say give this a shot, man.
1: It's like the last movie we just watched. Like we shouldn't have liked it as much as we did, but we did. We did, yeah, totally did. I mean, the, yep. it,
2: the killings in this versus the killings in well, let me pick a Jack Frost. Yep. Right? That's that's a movie, right? Jack Frost. Those killings right. weren't fun. There was nothing nothing cool going on there. They had screaming Mad George on the set and didn't do anything with him. Yeah. And then we get yeah. this, which is the most farcical, ridiculous confetti out of the top of the head. We had no reason. makeup
1: artists on scene. They were just Everything was CGI, which we normally can't stand, and it just worked.
2: Yeah, it was, it was sprinkled
1: in where needed, and it, it didn't bother me a bit. It was no problem.
2: It was craziness, man. <laughs> it was crazy.
1: I think this one has more to do with just the visual tone overall. Right. And the witty, and I say witty loosely. I use that term witty loosely, by the way. Um, the banter between right, the everybody dialogue. involved. The colorful dialogue, we could call it colorful, that, right? Colorful, yes, man,
2: very colorful. That's a good way to do it. But uh, yeah, good on that, man. if you will. This, this uh, I loved it, dude. I, I was really looking forward to watching it. I didn't have high or low expectations. Uh, I loved it. That was great. That's good to know. It's my flick pick, and you're like... yeah. You watch Kubo and the Two Strings yet? No. All right, I don't want to hear no bullshit then. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I did watch Journey to the West.
2: And that was good, right? Yeah, very yeah. good. All right, cool. Another movie that had some, like, sprinkled-in CGI that usually wouldn't work for me that I kind of gave a pass to, you know?
1: Look, re- dude, that train to Busan, man. Holy crap, yeah. the CGI working that is really neat. Yeah, absolutely, dude. Good Just stuff. Just the way they distort their bodies and the bodies falling out of the buildings and whatnot. It's really yeah. cool. All right, that all you got? Yep. That's some bad news and some good news. All right, give me the old good news. All right, I'm going to say uh, with this film, uh, there is an abundance of charm with and kind of style to kind of overcome what certain people will see as quirks or strangeness or oddities. You know what I'm saying? Crudeness. Uh, it had just enough for me, um, anyways, to to perfectly balance the movie out. Right. I know it seems weird, there was like more of the crudeness than there is intelligence and warmth, but it just seemed to blend perfectly for me, and I'm not a bullshit artist. Just see. So you know. Yeah, no, that do you say that? But I say Bullshit artist. i'm gonna keep those man we're using that
2: all right uh for me the good news was the casting i thought it was perfect uh that everybody nailed their part perfectly uh I, I've said it before. I don't like movies where everyone looks like models. This definitely wasn't that. I had you know, yeah, Yeah. Everybody <laughs> nailed it. Um, and I, I would like to give a special nod, too, to the music. I thought it fit perfectly. Also, it was just so weird and, and out there, and it matched the, the tone of the movie for me. So those two things, did, I thought. Did
1: it make complete sense when I told you that the people who made the music also in their band called Fuck Buttons? It, it completely did, yes. <laughs> just like If this had been uh, Glitter, you'd been like, no, but I said Fuck Buttons <laughs> and Greasy Strangler, You're like, yeah, okay. Yeah, it doesn't sound like a Mariah Carey. Yeah. I guess it. You. Right, was your bad news? Uh my bad news is um the least erotic and untantalizing nudity I have ever witnessed <laughs> in any movie. Zero stars for that. Zero stars. I liked it. But kudos, man, to their enormous wavos for just doing they had enormous confidence balls to do this. Absolutely, dude. Absolutely. Right? Yep. I would make this movie. No way you could give me to make this movie. I don't I can't I don't even wear shorts, bro. How about You're that? You're gonna. yeah Yeah, yeah, i'm I'm gonna have to start getting those costumes (laughs) ready you're right we're doing that but
2: i mean that's how self-conscious i am about just my skinny calves like dude i don't like wearing shorts these guys are out there you know (laughs)
1: 100 percent, dude just showing it all it's crazy Um, i'd really like to see like how they got those prosthetic i mean uh, of course an abundance of pubic hair to cover up some stuff but like how do you strap it on and you like digitally remove the straps or what? Yeah, was it like vacuum sealed? They like vacuum. Uh, <laughs> like a suction cup or right.
0: a
2: crotch, <laughs> right? Uh, for me, uh, it was the the extended jokes and the extended laughing scenes, and that's something that I just have a pet peeve about. I, and there was a few of those in here where they would just laugh cackle um, after something happened for an extended period of time. That never works for me. That's just a me thing. Okay. All right. What you got for a star rating? Schlock star rating, I should say.
1: Two out of three totally uncomfortable but realistic sex scenes. Nice. Nice. I like it.
2: Uh, I got 50 out of 100 people who would not like this movie. Um, yeah, so that's I, absolutely true. Right, I, I kind of – you nailed the, uh, the 50-50 thing early on, and it it uh, wrapped up perfectly with my star rating. I like that.
1: Yeah, so we'll say like uh, anytime we meet somebody from now on, did you like the greasy strangler? Nope. Right. All right. Well, I'll see you later. Are you a greasy strangler or not guy, right? <laughs> yeah.
2: It's a, it's a cake or a pie question, right? One or the other. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Life lesson learned.
1: Um, hmm, I'd have to say peeing is private. It's <laughs> um, a good one too. Maybe grease is actually good for you. Um, but I've tried to explain that to people for years, but nobody listens to me. But now that I have some actual scientific research that grease is good for you, for you from this movie, um, I'm going to use this to support my hypothesis from now on. Well, like, you hey, seen- don't eat that fried chicken. No, listen, I saw this movie. It's actually really good for you. Will you actually send them cuts of this movie
2: to um, verify your claim? Yes. Okay, cool. Because I want to make sure they see the source material before they uh, believe you and get bad cholesterol. Go ahead.
1: Get some of those cuts for me, man, where Ronnie's <laughs> talking about the, the health benefits of Grease. What did you say? It lubricates your throat? <laughs>
2: that's, <what> you <laughs> <laughs> that's good, man. Uh, I learned that there there is such a thing as too much nudity in a movie. I wouldn't have said it before today, but
1: at, at a certain point, I... You always I, complain. Are <laughs> you always, like, that's how you base your, your thoughts on a movie is how fast you can get a boob out. <laughs> right. <laughs> this was like, how fast can you put everything away? I could have
2: everything seen a, a, a little less of that dong I'd probably been all right with. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, uh, uh,
2: uh, <laughs> Schlocker Knot Protocol requires a quiz off. May the best human moron win.
1: Can you describe a Las Vegas tour that we could host? How about a Naked City I three. tour?
2: Could we do a naked city tour? That area down there, off of like 15 and um, Sahara, where they have like the the hour the hour the um, rental apartments and the obvious drug <laughs> like paraphernalia strewn all over the street. Would that be <laughs> we a good could tour? Probably
1: do that, but I have three that may be more interesting. Would you like to hear them? I would. Uh, locations that celebrities have croaked. Yeah, we got a ton of that, right? Flamingo and Koval is where Tupac Shakur went down. Yeah. We could go there. Yeah. I mean, there's plenty of places where celebrities have croaked in this town. We would just have to find and locate them. Yeah, that's not bad, man. Hey, did you know? Did, have we talked about Tupac Shakur's last words before? No. Do you know what they were? Is this a dad joke setup? Because it sounds no, like no, absolutely not, dude. This is right. like maybe legit something somebody would find extremely interesting. Okay, because I know somebody who was there. Tupac Shakur's last words were, "Fuck you." No shit. No shit. Wow. Good
2: for him, man. Went out like a champ. Who
1: shot you? Fuck you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow, man. There you go. All right. There was a, a girl I knew was actually in the hospital at uh, the same time he was at the hospital. At uh, I think really? he was at UMC, right? Is that where they took him or Valley? Trauma, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I, would, I would assume. Yeah, there was a girl I knew that was, um, she was in there for a, uh, a diabetic seizure or something like that, and uh, it, like it was a huge mob, like just cars and people and everything. She said it was a complete
1: madhouse in there. Yeah, I would not have wanted any medical services during that time, during right? that time period yeah, okay um, another tour we could do uh, a rather abrupt and short tour we could talk about where did George Lutz move to after Amityville okay where's that at he lived at Rancho and Alta
2: oh no shit yeah in the old uh, he, he's Rancho since, circle
1: yeah yeah he' he's since passed away but I actually met George Lutz who is the uh, person that lived in the Amityville horror house um, and the story is based around the Lutz family right. I met him at a horror convention, and I believe it was Baltimore. And I was um, buying a uh, what do they call it? An EMF or electromagnetic. It was one of those things you see in the ghost ghost stories where it picks up electromagnetic fields. Oh, were they? I was buying one from him and a friend that were were at the convention. And so I was telling him how um, I was going to use it at my house, and I was going to. My grandparents are in urns above my television, and so I was going to use it telling my wife I was looking for spirits around their urns, but it would pick up the electromagnetic signals from the TV and thus oh, uh, nice. alert. So it would scare my wife. And George Lutz started laughing, thought it was hilarious. And he says, well, you could call me after that happened and I could work you through um, the haunting, if you will, because I've been oh, cool, through it. And man. I thought it was great. So I got his phone number, one of my most cherished possessions, I had of his phone number, and he wrote down 702. And I said, oh, my God, you're from Vegas. He goes, nice. yeah, I live in Vegas. I was like, so, so am I. So, uh, yeah, I've got George Lett's handwritten phone number. Nice, And his signature dude. on a piece of paper. Do you want to give that out on the show or anything? No. Oh, okay. Just making sure. <laughs> Maybe so, anyway, and then we, could also, uh, we could also do a tour. Um, where does Jason Voorhees from Friday the 13th Part 6 work? Okay. Oh, I know that one. Go ahead, though. Good. He works at the Palm, C.J. Graham. That's right. Yeah. Well, at least a couple of years ago was because a buddy of mine worked at the Palms and he met C.J. Graham. He is a pit boss at the Palms. Yeah, dude, that's right. And he, he used to tell people he's the pit boss with the most legal bodies under his belt. Nice, Because he dude. killed so many people in that movie. That's cool, so, man. Yeah. Yeah, those are good ones, dude. That's really cool. What do you think? We could do a
2: tour of all of that information. People is, may find that interesting, right? I think they find it more interesting if we were dressed like Ronnie and Braden. I'll do that right there now, go, man. Cool, man. Those are good Let's ones. Let's do it. Thanks for that. Cool. Um, so you pretty much nailed and, and, uh, we've already talked about every single one of my quiz questions on accident during the show. So, uh, just so you know, really do. they're yep. kind of ruined. Uh, but this one wasn't, did your family have a big can of Crisco lard in the pantry? Absolutely. I'm from the South. Dude. Are you kidding me? No, we had I've it got here one right now. Oh, that, that was my, my up question was, is, was that a thing when we were kids or do cause I don't see that much anymore, but we had that all the time. Did your mom used to fry a lot of foods? My mom's from Alabama, bro. Yeah. So she did. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, she was. I've uh, got
1: one right now, Crisco in my closet, in my I pantry. Don't, I don't
2: have any, man. I don't have nothing. But I just remember, like, even going to friends' houses and you'd search for like some cookies or something. There was always a big greasy Crisco lard can in there somewhere, you know. I think they used it too. My grandmother actually used that to to make biscuits. It was like in the recipe. Yeah, my mom too. Yeah, she'd take a big spoonful or she'd use a uh, like a what is those like a spatula, like the rubber tip mm-hmm. spatulas, and just like a big glob of lard, dude. Just put it on everything. And that's why I have high cholesterol, I'm sure,
1: dude. So thanks for that, Crisco. (laughs) All right, go ahead. tasted delicious while you got high cholesterol, though. (laughs) All right, so we've already talked about this, but I'm going to see if I change your mind. Is it greasy or greasy? I I like the sound of greasy better. I think that gives it a little
2: flair. I'd like to show you, and I did use that a couple times during the show. I hope you noticed. I like it better.
1: Okay, that's the correct way to say it because um, life isn't easy. It's greasy. (laughs) Life can be easy or easy, easy. sometimes. Ah, oh, geez, man. Yeah. There take you go. it easy. You don't say take it easy.
2: Grease. Greasy. Greasy. Yeah. Okay. Good one. All right. Cool. All right. Uh, this one we've already talked about, but can we please dress up as Brayden and Ronnie for Halloween or something?
1: We're doing it for the okay, Cincinnati Horror good. Festival. That's nice and, and
2: I had done these notes and written this down well before we talked about it,
1: just so you know. Okay. How weird though, dude. Yeah. Right? Totally weird. Yeah. We're made for each other. You're uh, the peanut butter to my jelly. Wow.
0: <laughs> All, right.
1: All right, go for it uh am I doing this right, Steve L- like this am i am I podcasting right Steve <laughs> That's how you
2: should do the whole show <laughs> should I say that You should, should, either we did that on our early shows like before we did anything, we asked permission like can I play a clip doc um can I play a clip for you on that <laughs>
1: I still do it. Can I say this? It's like why am I why do I do that?
2: Yeah, but that's a, a verbal tick. That's not asking for permission. Like in the first couple of shows, we both of us <laughs> asked for permission before we did
1: anything on could the show. Can I step in right now, Steve, right. and ask you if uh we're polite fellers. B U double artist is what Bullshit you call. Bullshit artist. Right. <laughs> Good one. All right. Um that's me, right? Am I doing this right?
2: Yep, it's now, all you. Again, I wrote this last week, okay? Did you get okay. a messed up Dirk? Dirk? Did you get a messed up, dirty, dark Napoleon Dynamite vibe off this movie? Totally, man. It, and I said that before That's we good. spoke, dude. Just and before Lynn said it. And I also caught a teeny tiny bit of Blood Diner. Did you get a little Blood Diner in here? No. Nothing. I did. I got Nothing. it with like the um, the blown up faces, or there was something. I I I just caught a little bit of it. I did not. No. Okay. Just me then. But, but definitely now Napoleon that you say Dynamite.
1: That I will look for it, just okay. like I'm looking for. Thomas Hayden Church and And Malkovich, right? Malkovich. Okay. Is that is that all of them? We good? Yeah, we're oh, good. No. Man. Okay. Would, you, or not. would you rather? You want to do a would you rather first? Yeah.
2: I'm gonna go in order.
1: Um, would you rather eat a grease drenched hot dog or make a presentation in front of twenty five people for an hour as they eat hot wings and suck the sauce off their fingers?
2: <sighs> Holy shit,
1: dude. All right. So I have to ingest like the same grease he did there, like the grease trap. Like, grease Literally hot dog. a fully dunked fully dunked hot dog or give a presentation to people who are eating at Buffalo Wild Wings as they suckle the sauce right off the tips of their fingers. Oh my God, dude. This is hell.
2: Hell like, versus hell. Like distinctly
1: like... Yeah, it's deep,
2: sucking like- on. I like can hear it, right, from everybody. Yeah. Oh, are you doing that now? Dude. Yep. Even that bothered me, bro. That <laughs> sucked, dude. Oh. <laughs> you got a little pop
1: there to you. That makes me feel
2: uncomfortable. Oh, dude, I got like my, I leaned back from the mic when I heard that, bro. That's how bad it is for me. <laughs> uh... Oh God. I'm decent. I'm decent with public speaking. I've had to do it before in front of classrooms. And I think I could probably focus out enough to do that. Cause I don't think that I could take two even one bite of that greasy hot dog. What without would it just take for up.
1: me to get you to eat a hot dog? Just one, just a regular old
2: hot dog. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just don't eat meat. It's not like I'm grossed out by him or anything, but no shit. It probably tastes great after so long of not eating it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh Did you like that picture I sent you about the vegan hot dog? Dude,
2: that was hilarious,
1: bro. (laughs) Yeah, that was like,
2: I I thought that you took that picture off the internet. I didn't know that was like, you really made that. I
1: put it out and she goes, You should send a picture of this to Steve. It's a vegan hot dog. That was great, dude. That was really funny, man. That's good stuff. I was like, Wow, that's pretty good for a 12 year old. So, yeah. For for people listening,
2: it's two pieces of white bread with a cucumber laid across it. (laughs) (laughs) It was good. That was a funny joke, bro. We were making sandwiches and my daughter's like, You got to send a picture of that to Steve. I'm glad that everyone. Dude, Tondry sent me something this morning about, uh, Some, you know, gluten... Everybody's having a good time with my diet. Thanks, fellas. Thanks for that. (laughs) All right, good one. I got one for you. Would you rather... Okay, so on the lock screen of your your telephone, right? So the picture that people see and that you see when you're not on the phone. Would you rather have a picture of Ronnie's dong or Janet's ass? (laughs) I like the ones where you have to think, right? You got to take a pause on that.
1: (laughs) Okay, so... (laughs) Because remember, you're going to have to explain this to people when they see it. So. Okay, so here's, here's, how, here's how weird it is for me. I, I was at a public place a while back, and I was walking through the public area. And, and right before I start using my phone, a buddy of mine sends a picture of a transvestite in a dress with a huge dong. Okay. Okay? Um, so I have to send him a text back. But I'm in a public place. There's literally people all over, all over the place. So I have a text, I have my phone out, trying to text, and I start sending him one word text just to move that picture. and <laughs> to slide it forward up to the top. So that nobody can see the picture while I'm texting anymore. Because right, if right. I text, write out the whole text, then it's on the screen for a, right. a lengthy amount of time as I'm writing the text, because it only moves up so far. So I would send him like, hey, what are you <laughs> doing? now just one word to, just so i could move that picture up enough. so i would have to say i'm really uncomfortable with people seeing that on my phone which or, is that or, makes this a great question right? I tell
2: you? yeah it, which just like um, yours it. was a great question too because those are both two
1: uncomfortable things for me so <laughs> we're, we're nailing them dude. so i would have to say janet's butt not that it, i was unattracted by it, it was disgusting to me but it was just everybody's got a butt. right right i just think it
2: would be hard i don't know which one's harder to explain away you know like a fake dong from a movie or just a random chick's butt on your phone you know
1: yeah. Let's just say Janice Bud. I, sure. I go with
2: that too. Even I'm, though I'm, I would never do that because
1: it's not my thing. I, yeah. I I, I agree. I had to same thing. Uh, schlock or not? I'm going to say uh, it's curious, Schlock, for sure. Uh, it is Schlock. It's not for everybody, uh, but for cult flick aficionados, like, uh, you know, certain people we we talk to, all the time. I'm not going to say I'm an aficionado. I think we do pretty good. Um, It's it's definitely schlock. It's infinitely entertaining and unique, though. Good. I like that. Um, My gut went opposite. I said not. And, uh, you know, it's hard for me to explain sometimes
2: when I why I decide that. But uh, for me, the production value was great. And I think the schlock was done on purpose. And I didn't get that that feel that some of these movies give me where where I just I, you know, exclaimed to myself like, nah, that was total schlock. I didn't feel that at this movie.
1: Okay. All right. Uh, Doc Flick Pick. Have you ever seen uh, Don Coscarelli's John Dies at the End? No, that's on my list, though. I think we talked about doing that for the show at 1.2, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Is it good? Yep. Dude, it's 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 an oddball little quirky entity. Uh, it's weirdly sci-fi, strangely horror. Uh, it's absurdist comedy in just all the right ways, man. Um, and so I- see this one just to support the anti-Hollywood... Um, Cinema crowd, it's it's a great. I okay. liked it a lot. I'm not only gonna make sure that I see that soon. I, I would, I'd like to bump that up on our list
2: of uh, of stuff we do. Like do that this year at some point we'll see what we can do okay uh mine was just a shout out i think i've recommended the show before but uh archer season seven just released on netflix it's streaming so i I started digging into season seven and uh it's just as good as the other seasons if you're an archer fan watch it if you don't like archer skip it just john uh what is it h john benjamin the dude from boz burgers uh it tickles my fancy
1: home movies
2: yeah yeah Yeah, that's Uh, where i knew it from and next up we got and this was from our twitter poll um so
1: if you want to Get some in on some more. Just Twitter so everybody polls. knows, I put up the Twitter poll late one night, um, thinking that the Greasy Strangler would completely destroy it. <laughs> I was trying to set up a lopsided poll, it backfired. But you guys on Twitter you totally surprised me, and Showgirls won. <laughs> <laughs> so we had already had the Greasy Strangler on on the list, so we went ahead and did that one. Showgirls is next. Well, it was also a matter of the Showgirls we have to
2: actually like send away for, and we already had the Greasy Strangler it was easier to. To get our hands right. on, so um, yeah, Showgirls, man, 1995. I've never seen it. Uh, there's been more than one person that uh, emailed in or called in and said they they want. Maybe because glitter went over better than expected, they want to see they want us
1: to do Showgirls. So glitter went over like a turn in a punch. Like bowl. a turn
2: in a punch bowl. So yeah, 1995. Showgirls uh, won our Twitter poll. And do you have any idea who uh, directed that movie? Paul Verhoeven. That blew me away. You knew that ahead of time? Of course, dude. How was that? When I was doing my Robo, initial Robo research...
1: Robocop, so like, Total Recall, and... Starship Troopers. Starship troopers. It, they, they say it, yeah. They say it, a lot of people said it ruined his career. Oh,
2: man. Well, hey, Glitter wasn't as bad as I thought, so I'm going in with an open mind on Showgirls too. I got no issue with that. Oh, I like how your voice raised, Glitter wasn't as bad as Glitter? <laughs> Glitter. <laughs>
1: Glitter.
2: All right. Liar. Good. Lying Good. Liar. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> I watched it twice, bro. I watched it twice. But, um, uh, let's see. Uh, did you right. want to give a quick shout out to... Or uh, give a quick description of the... Uh, what we got to do with uh, up at the Cliffs Theater.
1: Oh, dude, we got to go see. The, well, I, you got to see the world premiere of Pool Party Massacre and meet Drew Marvig. And I, I got to sit in the movie theater next to you and watch Pool Party Massacre on the big screen. It was terrific, dude. It was terrific. It was great time.
2: Super cool guy. Super cool cast. Uh, sitting in the theater, my wife went with me and she liked it. And, you know, Lynn doesn't like anything. So that was cool. Um, sitting in the theater with the cast and the crew, Uh, was an experience, it was just, and I even had trouble um, thinking did I really like it because I was sitting there in the environment where if, if one of the actresses first time on screen came on screen everyone was like yeah you know like a well, little high five and just being yeah. in that that energy in the crowd um, really I had a good time with it and it was he was a really nice guy and I was super happy to be there um, like I said Lynn liked it and then we went back the very next night I watched it twice in a row and I watched yeah, it with I was with hoping you.
1: Drew would get to show up but he had some work to do yeah. uh, but it was cool I thought we were going to really disrupt the audience because we were talking a whole shit ton to <laughs> <laughs> just having a good time right. we were doing Schlocker Night in the theater pretty much and that that was
2: what I was getting to is I didn't know if I'd like it as much without being in that environment, and I absolutely did the second time around, and maybe I liked it just because I watched it with you too, but um it was fun, and I enjoyed the flick, and it was super cool of him to have us out and uh thank you for that, man. It was really cool.
1: thank you for that dude. It was cool. I got to see people that I know in the movie, and I was telling you about it, and you didn't believe me, and then we got confirmation yep. afterwards from other people in the theater, so there was a lot but again of cool it was stuff great like. Out in the wild, proving you wrong to complete strangers, so thanks yes. for that. Yes, yeah. yeah, I'm glad, glad you could look good, and I could look bad, thanks for that.
2: <laughs> um, also, we were pretty remiss, uh, or I was remiss in the last show, that uh, I did play a Track Cash outro, and I forgot to give the name of the uh, track, which I forgot to write down. Do you have that on
1: hand, Doc? I don't. Uh, I that, do was, that was a Katie solo track, right? Katie solo track from the Track Cash, thank you very much for providing that and being part of the show. It really means a lot to us, and I cannot believe we did not... Thank you for that last yes, episode. I'm
2: sorry about that, and I'll play another one next show. Um, just to, and I'll have the name for you, just to make up for not everybody. Having the name check them
1: that. out on their YouTube channel. Yep. Really trippy, weird videos and great music. So, yep. I'm sorry about that. Um, and I do have some. Uh, we do
2: have a winner for our translate the gibberish nonsense from Night of the Demons two contest, right? Uh, I don't know. Do we? We do, and it, and we're going we to do two. We're going to do two. We're going to take the top two because they're both great, and uh, I want to play them on show. I didn't play these for you, right? I have not heard either one. These are new to you? Brand new. Okay, great. I'm shocked. Perfect. Okay, I got them both capped. Got them both capped. Um, First is, this one is Pete.
1: Hey, it's Pete. It took me like three or four hours to uh, translate that stupid shit for the contest, (laughs) but I finally did it. All right, let me read it for you. It says, thanks, almighty devil, hold on, for covering... Stephen Dock in your ultimate man butter. Now, some of the words can be here or there, but uh, that was the best translation I can come up
2: with. So uh, I hope you guys love it. Excellent, Pete, dude.
1: Great job, dude. So, uh <laughs> He, his delivery is always what does it man
2: it's great because pete like it, pete'll Hold just go
1: wait i got it took me two or three hours to translate this speech. right right <laughs> pete goes in raw like he he's a one take type guy <laughs> he'll just oh no oh is he i've heard his, his flubs oh his
2: flubs are great too but he tries he,
1: to go in blind like yeah. fuck it we'll yeah he'll just go raw, and he dude. gets in there and he's like oh,
2: oh. <laughs>
1: it's so good dude but when he gets it he gets
2: it. he does nail it man all right, and awesome. the the other Thank winner you. is uh, Brett G. And uh, before I, I I needed to contact him to make sure that I could play it. Um, you know, huge uh,
1: contributor to the show, just helping me with technical issues. Right, elsewhere. right.
2: Uh, I I did contact him to make sure that that it was okay to play it live. Uh, and he sent me a really cool email. It was really good. It was very nice too. Uh, thanked us for doing the show and everything. So and, basically, uh, he
1: he. Um, he won just based on buttering you up. <laughs> based, on, yeah,
0: based on being <laughs> nice.
1: Right? He wasn't uh, mean to you, so he won the. Co- I'm sure his st- dude. Let me tell you, his his tweets are always extremely intelligent, very well thought out. I, I I have 140 characters, and I put like, yay, that's great. And he has 140 characters, and he uses them eloquently. Right. So I can't wait to hear this one. Yeah, it's good, and his emails are great too. It was very funny. He did a lot of uh, really
2: cool wordplay, and I did. Uh, I want to read a, a little pieces of the emails for you. I even had a piece of his email um, professionally read. For us for the show oh excellent yeah so here's and also i also didn't cap that and take it okay here it is so at the end of the email he had said a very nice email he had said uh thanks as always for the constant free stream of movie recommendations you're schlocking it out of the park huh <laughs> right? and then then he's and of course that's for you doc because of the word play and he said to make up for his obligatory pun he scoured the interwebs for a thematically appropriate limerick for me because I remember i said i like limericks right
1: I'm telling you, he's an extremely intelligent fellow,
2: man. So I had this limerick done professional just for the show. How about this? There was a young girl from Rabat who
0: had triplets Nan, Pat, and Tat. It was fun in the breeding, but hell in the feeding, as she found she had no tit for tat. (laughs) That's good, right? (laughs)
2: that's <laughs> oh, perfect bro perfect
1: <laughs>
2: yeah that was great man uh, good job good find on the oh, limerick that, that was perfect
1: where's his, where's his
2: uh, translation oh I didn't play translation jeez <laughs> no. I got that too hold on now my schlocker nosh, dialect is a little rusty but after weeks of research I think I know what the incantation means roughly your nipples are my shade of lipstick. <laughs> oh, and by the way, guys, the obvious lesson of a boy and his dog is dogs before bitches. <laughs> Obviously. And hey, he said schlocker notion dialect, dude. It's really good, man. That's good oh, stuff, God, dude.
1: they both deserve to win everything, the right. whole thing. Right,
2: so Thanks. that's why that's why we're given two instead so of much. one. Those are great. And when I asked him if, if I could play that, he said... Uh, absolutely on the condition that you also include a slow-mo clip from a previous episode. That shit is hilarious. I almost wrecked my car the first time you did it. (laughs) (laughs) So as a special nod, I did pull one of our, uh, one of our slow-mo clips. Here we go. And Angela dancing like a stripper tease to that. Weird man. (laughs) Weird, weird choice. I, I liked it though. I'm not, I'm, i'm complaining because it was weird but i actually liked it, <laughs> it sounds so dumb bro <laughs> uh, and i'll try to include some of more i I'll, i like I, it when I, I chime in too because it's always like Nurr. oh i got plenty of your cuts too buddy trust me <laughs> um, i'll try to throw some more of those in at the end of the show as a stinger after the music like i usually do people seem to, to cool, enjoy man, those for cool. some reason um and dude i got thank uh, you
1: both for your contributions to the show We will have really we will have your knight of the demons sent out immediately. Yes, yes, I'll get some contact info and get it taken care of. Uh, We also got two mission statements
2: for the show. How about that, dude? (laughs) Yeah, here we go. Shit the bed. Another one from Pete, who is back from his uh his uh, deployment. So it's good to have him. Thanks for your service.
1: Yeah, Pete Star. Pete's locker nuts are our friends, traveling us through the cinematic universe with the rocket ship fueled by Ricky's prickles and
2: bullshit artists. so i take that to mean pete watched the
1: movie so good for him
2: right? good for him and i got should've another should
1: have been busy serving our country and doing important shit instead yeah, of watching the movie in but whatever contacts on a wi-fi from some foreign country
2: what's <laughs> going uh, from a satellite phone what are you watching our taxpayer money paid
1: for that this bandwidth It's costing three dollars a minute <laughs>
2: all right and then i got another one just this morning dude hot off the press just in time to make the show here's this
1: this is, uh, Ryan Tommy leaving a mission statement for the Greasy string.
0: Let's see how fucking this goes. Uh, Schlock is our friends
1: traveling to the edge of the cinematic universe in a rocket ship fueled by Crisco bodysuits and a feast of that queen's sweet, sweet ass. <laughs> great show, guys. Yes. Oh,
2: that is great, oh, guys, man. This is great. Yeah, this that's, made that's my really day. cool super cool guys uh,
1: super uh badass thank you guys all of you for all your contributions do some God. thanks buddy and I'll, I'll get us out of here i want to thank all of our listeners our amazing patreon supporters everyone who contributes to the show that being brett g ryan t pete uh your dad uh drew everybody thank you guys so much because this is what we always wanted it to be is like not just up here us up here talking but everybody in the community joining in with us um I want to thank our Twitter followers at Pool which is the pool party masquer handle, at Sin City Horror, which is the Sin City Horror Festival, which is happening October 27th through 29th at the Eclipse Theater here in fabulous Las Vegas. Everybody, come on down, hang out with us, and hang out with Drew and everybody else. Uh, and also, Twitter handler at uh, Defend Horror, which is an indie horror crowdfunding initiative about to explode. Yes, excellent. I, I... we're working on an awesome giveaway with them right now. A giveaway contest right now oh, trying cool. to try and get some stuff out. excellent excellent man
2: and thanks uh, everybody if you want to be like some of these cool cats uh i mean ryan brett uh, drew these are people that just became friends of the show right these aren't they they became friends and started contributing if you want to be cool like them and and get in there with us uh, you can contact us at the show contact us at us. at not at gmail.com. Visit the website, Steve 52.com for Facebook, Twitter, social media links. Uh, the best way to support us is to become a Patreon. Uh, you can get in the Slack channel with us and chit chat during the week about the movies. That's always fun. Uh, you can support us for as little as a dollar. So if you get a little value out of the show and you want to give a little value back, we would definitely appreciate it. Uh, also stickers are available at our, um, at that website we use for the t-shirts where the T public, uh, you can get a sticker. I think it's $2.50 for any of the designs we've done for the T-shirts. If you want a vinyl sticker, a couple bucks will get you that. Uh, shirts are available at the same place. Uh, or just tell a friend about the show, man. Get some more people involved. That's what we're looking for. Yes, yeah, sir. Schlocker Not Hotline. Looks like we've
1: got the right audience.
2: I think so. Schlocker Not Hotline is 209 Steve 52 And, uh, Doc, thanks for recommending this. Uh, this was a gem of a movie. Uh, happy to be here and happy to do this with you.
1: Absolutely, brother.
0: We know we know we know, we know we know, we know we know, we know we know we know we know we know winner, we know we know, we know we know, we know Party, 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 soft. wiener party.
2: Wieners, wieners, nice and wieners. soft, non erect wiener flopping, no flopping, wieners, flopping, wieners.
1: flopping,
2: dangle,
1: wieners.
2: wieners, dangle, wieners, wieners. Dangle wieners. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, talk about something that'll stick in your, in your brain. Oh,
0: huh? <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's a perfect copper. Ah, I love it.